What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast. And yes, it is one year of Midnight Terrors. Sorry, Jason, I'm taking your shtick this week. Midnight Terrors. Yes, sir. Jason, how did we get here? I don't know. I'm crazy excited. I don't know how we survived it here. I don't know, man. My So, you all listening, it is... Well, as we're recording this, is not. But as we're putting this out and you're hearing this, it is July 3rd, 2023. Which means, one year ago today, July 3rd, 2022, the very first episode of Midnight Terrors was released. And is that what one year means? Really? What'd you say? I said, is that what one year means, really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes, it is. It is one year, and I'm totally excited. And I'm not sure how I uh, physically survived the year. Um, I do. <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, we're we're here, still doing this podcast a year later. We are. We are, we are, man. Uh, it is absolutely insane to me that we have made it through the first year of Midnight Terrors. Um, never thought and we'd not, get there. And not fading either. No. We just we just have more joyous, joyous, wonderful things for our <laughs> listeners. Yep, pretty much, man. We just keep going. But... We wanted to give you all, because you're all probably wondering, like, why is there another episode on Monday? Well, we thought we would do a fun bonus episode for you all to celebrate one year of the podcast, and we thought we'd just, you know, take a look down memory lane of doing the show for one year, and of course, if you've been following us on social media, you know that we asked for questions from you all that we can answer and address and dive into on this episode. And y'all came through. We have a good chunk to dive into, which we're going to do in the later part of the episode. But before we go any farther, I want to let... Well, well, before you go any further, we did two episodes just to make love to our listeners because we know that they're dying to hear more than once (laughs) a week. I guess no. so. I guess so. We can. I guess we can go with that. But they're like, man, only one time this week. <laughs> we're like, nope. We going again, sucker. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, we'll just we'll tell ourselves that they want to hear us again this week. But yeah, that's, uh, yes, well, <laughs> that's that's our little uh, imaginary world. We'll just live in. Yeah. Right. But anyway, before we go any farther, Jason, we are not by ourselves. We are going back to our roots here because not by ourselves. We have with us today the illustrious and amazing Mr. J, our very first guest on the show, and he is back to talk about the first year of the podcast with us. Mr. J, what's up? Midnight terrors. <laughs> My line. <laughs> no, I think I think Mr. J, Mr. J, do you like do you practice that in the mirror every day? I do. It's pretty spot I on, do. Jason. I think you're, I think you're gonna get like you're gonna have your spot taken or something like. <laughs> I know, man. He's gonna come up. He's gonna come up with a good one, Mr. J. Welcome back, man. It is. Uh, I cannot believe it's already <laughs> been since like. March since we recorded with you for the Pumpkinhead episode. 
It's been a while. Yeah, man. Yeah, that has been a minute. Like almost four months. Yeah, that was the first time uh, ZC Kroll, Zach, came on the show, and we we brought in Mr. J to dive into some Pumpkinhead with us. But um, I love Zach. Oh, me too, yeah. man. He's the best. And but we wanted to have you on, Mr. J, for this episode because you've been, uh, you know, there's been a lot of people involved from day one of the show, but you were our very first guest um, and one who really helped us out with you know, the techie stuff and, you know, have been really, you know, integral to, you know, promoting the show and, and just being a part of it and being a part of the Midnight Terrors family. So we, we couldn't think of anyone else that we wanted to have on more for the one year special. And I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be a fun one. Jason, how, how excited are you, man? Like, let's, let's just dive on in. Like we're sitting at one year of the show. What's, what are you feeling right now? Dude, I'm stoked, man. Like, I'm, I'm, and we actually talked about this on uh, a neighboring podcast, not ours, but, um, you know, they were just asking us about how we felt about the show and everything. Um, I mean, when we started this, we were just like, hey, you know, if five people listen, cool. If a thousand people listen, cool too. But we're just going to do it anyway because it's fun. It is. It is. It is effing fun so um uh i I love doing it i love all the people that we've met over the past year um you've met some in person um i have everybody i've just met on the podcast but um i know that i'm going to be hooking up with some people soon um so i'm excited we got our first con coming up um and i mean just just the fact that we look at the we look at the downloads and like see that people like well, obviously, our friend James is from Australia, um, and then you know we've got you know people downloading us in Iceland, um, probably listening to death metal and sacrificing a goat at the same time. Um, it's good but, to uh, find balance. It's, 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 <laughs> I'm really uh, amazed that you associate Iceland with that, but okay. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, Iceland's got the big death metal. <laughs> my, I rest my case right there. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? It's one of those countries. There's like Iceland or Norway or somewhere in there. Oh, they, geez. It's one of those lands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of those countries that has land in the back. They know what they are. <laughs> they know who they are. <laughs> okay, continue. But, uh, continue anyway, Jason. <laughs> but no, seriously. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's it's just cool. Like it's 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 crazy how you can reach a whole lot of people just by you know just by putting some content out there. Yeah. Um, and the people that link up with you, and just having a good time with people. I I think every guest that we've had on, we've had an awesome time with, and they've enjoyed their time on the show too. Um, you know, for a lot of people, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. It's like, Oh, I'm on a podcast. I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, nah, I mean, I'm, I'm just crazy excited. I love where we're going. I love where we've been. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I, I can't say enough about it. Yeah, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. And, you know, the whole point of the first part of the episode, um, and, Again, part of the reason I wanted to get Mr. J on for this one is because he's been, you know, as many people have, but he's been so 
interconnected with the whole journey. He pretty much knows everything that's going on at once. He's always giving us tech advice and, you know, promoting the show. So I kind of wanted to go through the first year with him, with his commentary and his input on it, because he's also been a part of some of our, what I would say are some of our best episodes. But, you know, going going back to the beginning a little bit, because we're going to just talk about some of our favorite memories for a little bit. You know, Jason, let's let's go back to we have, we've touched on it many times why the show exists, which is, you know, the me going to a horror con and, you know, really wanted to do it and you kind of having an idea for <clears throat> you know, wanting to do something of a cuz you and I have been talking about doing a podcast, you know, long before Midnight Terrors was was even born. Um and then Midnight Terrors and the horror con stuff was kind of like the catalyst for moving forward with it. Right. But I want to go I want to go back to Friday, July 1st last year and we're going to just touch on how the podcast actually like got started because it wasn't planned that it would launch the weekend that it did. We spent about a month planning and then on Friday, July 1st last year, you and I recorded 3 or 2 and 3 quarters of episodes in one night. Do you remember this? Oh yeah. We recorded the intro episode, the Meet Your Host episode. We recorded yep. Hunger, and we recorded like three quarters of the Practical Effects episode all in one night. Yeah, and I, I forgot you know, that Hunger was kind of our first, not our first official episode, but kind of like our, our first discussion that wasn't just like kind of getting it going. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't even, how, how long was that? that first episode where we just kind of we just kind of spilled our guts for a little while that first episode was you're talking about the like, where we introduced ourselves yeah i feel like it wasn't that long i feel that, like it was that, only... that first episode where we introduced ourselves was about was about 48 minutes long yeah i was gonna say I, and I, then I, get this the hunger episode was about 35 minutes oh wow Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And then the practical effects one was the long one, and we actually we couldn't finish it because we ran out of memory space on the card, and (laughs) and we had to like we had to reconvene a couple days later to finish it. Um, that's based on the memory card, always the bane of our existence, right? But so we recorded all of that, and then we saw. I mean, we finished recording at like midnight that night, and you said, "All right, I'm going to go to bed." I was so jazzed. I spent three and a half hours editing the first three episodes. Oh, wow. That same night. So, Mr. J, for context, after we recorded, I didn't go to bed until 3.30 in the morning. Wow. Because I was, so, awesome. because I was so stoked to, was fantastic. To, to get this going. And then I finished editing the first two. And I submitted it out to RSS.com, which was the third party just like distribute distribution site that we used to get our show out there. And I thought it would take a couple weeks to get the first episode out there. But all of a sudden, two days later, after I submitted it, our first episode went live on Spotify. And I said, oh, Jason, we have a show now (laughs) talking about Mr. J. We because I had not met Mr. J when we started the show. I actually, funny story, I actually recorded an episode with Mr. J before I actually met him. Uh, 
and we did it over the phone. So like, didn't know what your face looked like, Mr. J. We just jumped on and we hit it off over the phone. And then I got to meet you probably a few weeks after that. But we yeah. were we were Facebook messaging first, but we just jumped we just dove on in uh recording wise and yeah, from day one before the show even launched, I remember being in New York for a family trip and I was messaging with you and you were already giving me pointers like on how to make the show happen. So yeah, man. big supporter from day one, man. Dude, it's an honor. It is an honor. And I I mean I never dreamed I would make so much money from it. <laughs> But, I mean, it has been so lucrative between the royalties and the merch I sell. I we, am, man. We, I, we, I, am, we, I we, never thought, I never thought I'd have to add space onto the house just to store money. Yeah, the royalties that we give you back are, uh, are hugs. It's, you, uh, it's incredible. You, you never thought you would be like Island Boy status, right? I, I mean, one could dream, but no, no one could have thought that's what it could be. I mean, it's good to have role models and examples, and of course, when you think of them, that's what you think of. But, yeah, we get. Hmm. But I, I, I did honestly, like I, I honestly got tons of encouragement from Mister J. Same. By the way, why, why is he the only one that gets to keep his nickname? Anyways, moving. <laughs> yeah, can we uh, limit before he enjoys his privacy? Well, because yeah, well, because I will, Jason. Before you go further, again, I will forget this, but I want to bring this up because we're talking we're talking about the first couple episodes. Do you remember that for the first episode, I only called you Diamond, but because I never called you that beforehand, by episode two, I blew it. Uh, no, I, I didn't. I really remember do. that. Yeah, you were like, "This will be Diamond," and then I tried so hard to call you Diamond for all the episodes. We made it to episode two, and I slipped up. Yeah, and then you, and were, then, I said, "Oh, sorry, I'll take that out," and you were like, "No, nah, just leave it in." So, like, you were only Diamond for one episode. <laughs> yeah, and then you just gave up on it. So, well, because uh, you told me to. <laughs> so, so let's. Let's uh let's jump forward a little bit because this is where Mr. J comes into the picture as a guest on the show. Yeah. So Mr. J, you were our first guest on episode 4 of the podcast. And yes, sir. we did a little that thing. Was, that was our this or that, right? It was. It was a two-parter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. That it was fun. It was a two-parter episode of horror this or that, and I remember very clearly cracking up left and right because when you didn't want to answer something, your response was, I'm just glad I don't have to pick, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Completely diplomatic. Yep. Which I, which I also believe was the birth of our famous line. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah. It's okay yeah. to be wrong. We stole that hard. We did. We've used that a lot since you since you brought that in. See, like one of your lines that you used on your very first episode became an iconic line. That's. I think that added at least one more wing to the house. <laughs> well, because we have other we have other friends that literally throw that phrase back at us now. So, like <laughs> you're fantastic. you're you're literally ingra- ingrained in the the history of the podcast now. Dude, and I'm happy about that. 
Yeah, man. So we did the horror, this or that. I remember we're just walking through memory lane, Jason, now of our of our favorite moments and Mr. J, yeah. you as well. And I remember uh, Mr. J, uh, me and Jason telling you the story of how my brother thought Dracula Untold was better than The Dark Knight. <laughs> I was about to mention that because I try to mention it as frequently as I can. I think you actually <laughs> met my brother at Evil Dead Rise and you pointed it I out. Did. And he was. Yes. <laughs> I don't think he appreciated that, but maybe not, but it's okay. I just remember he, when we he said he was very he was very accommodating about it. <laughs> I just remember when 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 we told you that your response was there was like a pause and you were like what what? <laughs> like you yeah. were so like like I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> You had no idea what to say, and you were like, "That's all right. No. Every everyone can have their opinions." Yeah. We are, you has your mouth ever gone on autopilot while your brain's <laughs> trying to figure out what just happened? Mm-hmm. That was that moment. I did think it was funny. I think the first time I spoke with you, we were. I'm trying to remember if you were. I couldn't tell if you were trying to get a feel for me over the phone or it was something like that. Possibly. And- Jason and Mr. J, let's let's just, you know, go through and, and Mr. J, I know that um you know I know you've tuned in to pretty much all of our episodes, so I just kinda wanna you know, if if you're not on the episode, I would just love to, you know, to know your your commentary as we just kinda go down memory lane but uh jason let's start with you what are what are some of your favorite episodes Mm. there's a lot there's a lot uh, to choose from yeah our um it's it's hard to decide i knew our episodes uh any of our episodes um with our review to death boys um yes are a lot of fun yeah that that Santa's sleigh episode, I feel like, was a real defining moment for our show, uh, because I felt I felt like the tables turned a little bit where that was our first episode really going off the rails. Yeah, I I remember um, actually, I remember listening to that episode. Um, it was it was uh, right before Christmas, and you and I had taken <clears throat> the girls to. Um, uh, out to the farm. Oh yeah, the safari, the safari thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we went out to the lights and let the kids play. And, and on the way home, um, I remember turning that episode on and listening to it on my way home because it was about an hour drive. Yep. Um, and I do remember listening to that episode as I was driving, and I was. You know, even though I was a part of that episode, you know, sometimes you forget what happens because yeah. you just kind of go into like record mode. Like, yep. you know, you're just talking, so you, you kind of forget what you talk about. Um, so going back and listening to that episode specifically, I I remember just like riding in the car and losing it. Like yeah. I was <laughs> laughing along with us already. <laughs> Like what we had already said, I was just like, okay, we're kind of finding a flow now. Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's the first time, kind of like you said, like when we went off the rails and just kind of let loose and, um, those boys, those boys kind of helped us out with that. Oh, absolutely. Just, 
just a banner between them. Yeah, um, and just <laughs> they're very funny. Yeah, and you know, like we we do like to have serious discussions about movies and everything, but that I feel like that episode specifically kind of got us relaxed, or is is the point where we were like, you know what, we can we can kind of relax and absolutely you know, chill out a little bit, and when we're chilled and just going off the cuff and everything, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's when things get funny. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's it's nice to have those funny elements to it. And we got a lot of feedback from a lot of people on that episode that were just like, man, I was cracking up. We did. I felt like that was one of our, our early episodes that uh, that really people got a laugh out of. Um, yeah. And where the jokes started to come in. And yeah, that I mean, that's still one of my one of my favorites. Um, Jason, you were <laughs> we can't skip over this. Of course, we've mentioned it many times, yeah. but you were a little Spike. more. You were a little more best. loose than 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 the rest of us on that episode. Yeah, it was my inf- infamous uh, bodily function episode <laughs> where I forgot to turn my mic off while I was taking a piss. Yep, and everybody was laughing, and um, <laughs> I believe that's called a practical effect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just remember uh, Luke's comment where we were laughing about it, and Luke goes, "I was." He was like, "As I was talking, he was." He, I'm like, "He's either pouring himself a really long drink, or." <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. So, but yeah, that that Santa. Well, it, was, it was funny too because you were like, you were like, it's it's okay. I'll take that out. I'll take that out. I was like, hell no, leave that shit in. Yeah. But <laughs> leave uh, it in. if I gotta if I gotta take a hit and somebody laughs about it, I'm okay with it. No nah, man, it ended up being an iconic moment in the uh, in the show, and I felt like again that episode was very defining for us. But uh, I want to throw this to Mister J. Because this was the second time he came on the show. Another episode that Jason, you weren't a part of. Um, this was yep. during your 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 first you know break from the show. Um, you just you know you had a lot going on, but Mister J was one of several guests that that filled in for you um, while you were taking some downtime. So like that was after Mister J. Our second guest was my mom, and yeah. my mom recorded for three episodes. That was cool. I never thought I'd do a horror podcast with my mom, but those Dude, that's were awesome. Right. Those were really cool episodes. Yep. I love that my mom was here talking Bly Manor with me and Cujo and the Munsters. Yes. And like Marcus even messaged me on Instagram. This was before we were like texting back and forth. This was just through the messages, but Marcus and several other people were like, I love that you have your, your mom on an episode. You know, like that, I yeah, thought, I, I thought that that was really, really cool. And then after that, the next person to step up was my brother and he and I got to talk the black phone again. I just, I got to bring like all my family in, um, on the show and it was, it was, you know, cool getting to, to talk with my brother about horror and about the black phone, which is a movie that we both really loved last year. Um, well, that's, and that's cool because, you know, at, at the time we were so early still um, and me having, you know, too much going on and having to step away. It's it's cool that we were that early and, you know, you had your support from your mom and Mr. J and your family to like step in and just kind of help help the show out, help you out and yeah. just make sure we can keep it going. Yeah, and that was that was definitely a, a a personal 
thing for me as well because that kind of like pushed me to you know to to step up as well to to try to keep it going and you know not take a break um until you came back and then when you came back it was you know bigger and better than ever which led to what I still what I still think is one of our best episodes which was the Halloween Ends episode yeah <laughs> I know, Mr. J's not a fan. You're just lucky I was not on that episode. (laughs) Well, it was a good... I like that episode a lot because Jason and I were on opposite ends of the post. Uh, And, like, I came from the perspective of really liking that movie, which I had someone who I still want to get on the show um, that I met at Mad Monster. I had someone tell me that I like, I'm actually not allowed to like that movie. <laughs> I don't agree with that. <laughs> so, I mean, man. they did it all, you know, with all with love, but I thought it was so, she's like, you cannot like that movie. Like you're just not allowed to like that movie. Man. <laughs> so, but you know, it was all done with love and I thought it was really funny. I still want to get her on the guest. Cause I think on the guest list, cause I think that um, in particular, Jason likes to debate. So I think that, uh, she and him will will have a grand old time going back and forth. Yes, um, that would be great. But jumping, well, and I, I think some of I think some of our better episodes, <clears throat> um, and we've we've mentioned this before, are the ones where we totally disagree. Yeah, like and which, and that's which that's there hasn't the there things. hasn't been a ton of those. I don't think really. No, there's no there's been a couple. And we probably need to do more. Uh. Yeah, probably. I think probably uh, Halloween Ends was one of them, and then maybe Cabin in the Woods was the other one. Uh, yeah, probably. Which you know, James, for an episode that will be coming out like two days before this one, James let me have it for that one. Yeah, he did. <laughs> James from I Was a Teenage Film Snob was like, "Look, man, I'm usually Team Kev on this, but like, no, Kevin, you're wrong." <laughs> but like I'm team Jason on this one. Yep. But before so the episode before Halloween ends was the one I really want to touch on cuz I felt like this was another defining moment of the show um because it was the first time we brought in guests that I didn't know and it was the second time Mr. J jumped on and really helped make this episode what I think is still one of our best. Mr. J, do you remember? And then I took a deuce on the show. Wait, what? I said I took a deuce on that episode. I think that's when you were on the Joe Rogan podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, you were still, you were, this was the last episode we did before you came back from the first break. Um, Mr. J, do you, do you remember the scream, the fan favorite episode? No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That was a blast. Yeah, that was. I was really nervous before we did that, um, because Jason wasn't there, and yeah. we got that was the first time. So like, we were already talking with Marcus and Luke from Reviewed to Death via the Instagram, and like, I knew that a crossover with them would happen at some point, and I'm glad it happened when Jason came back to the show. But Scream the Fan Favorite, they had their first Indiegogo campaign going on when they messaged us. And, like, there was a bit of a time constraint to get that episode moving. 
and I was I was super nervous to do that, and I did not want to do it by myself. So I called Mr. J and and brought him in. Dude, we had a ball. We did, man. And I, the reason that I, thing was awesome. Yeah, and the reason I say that that's one of the defining moments of the show is because between me and you, I felt like that was. I think that's still probably the best interview that the show has done. And I think a large part of that was having you on the show to, to do that because you always know how to bring up good discussion points and, and good questions. And you were pushing me to, you know, to, to try to get out the best questions and the best promotion for their film. And you and I spent like an hour on the phone, like a couple days before the interview, just going over questions Heck yeah, dude, but you're such a good interviewer and you, your point of view is so, it's, it definitely works for this. You're very skilled at this. And I mean, I'd say that episode is right up there as a favorite next to the Dracula Untold episode. (laughs) (laughs) The one that we haven't even done yet. (laughs) Don't tell them that. Let's, let's just, let's just make them think there's one they've missed when we do it's an extra it's coming (laughs) when we do do that movie it'll be me jason mr j and my brother sean that's right it's a a secret episode that everybody missed out episode jason says episode yes (laughs) but yeah uh mr j i mean that that scream the fan favorite one i know it's an early one but that's still to this day probably top three episodes I've that I've ever been a part of on here. And I am That's still awesome. to this day. So grateful for you being a part of that brother. That was a blast. And that was an honor and anything that we can do to support you or Jason. I mean, man, it was, it was an honor. It was exciting. And uh, was that your first I'm trying to think if I'm remembering correctly, was that your first, like collaborative episode as in bringing in someone working on another project, like a cross pollination kind of thing. It actually, like it actually was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a whole, that was a next level for the podcast as far as maybe not next level, but like a, a significant milestone. Yeah. And again, it was people that I didn't know at the time and that neither of, neither of us had met them. We just knew what their project was and we studied up on it and you kind of educated me on what a fan film was. Um, and like, I remember on that episode, you uh, you brought up like trivia questions for them. Yeah. And you had it, you had them throw trivia at us. Yep. And I was like, oh, geez, this is going to be terrible. And then, you know, what's funny is we've said this before that you run trivia where we live and... Jason and I, not long after that, went to... Because that was the beginning of October of last year that we recorded that, if you can believe it. And then me and Jason went out to Horror Trivia with you, and we somehow won. (laughs) You took first. (laughs) You took first, and you earned it. You guys earned it. That was not easy. I think I almost broke the... Jason, you remember this? When I started jumping up and down when I knew the answer to a, to an American Werewolf in London question and I thought the, <laughs> and I thought the bench was going to break because those things are kind of flimsy. Yes. That was... That was... I, I, I like to think of that <clears throat> as um, the, the typical Western 
movie <laughs> intro coming through the doors. It was, yep. uh, <laughs> it was you, my, it was you <laughs> myself. And my buddy Russell. Yep. And we just popped the doors open, and I just imagined everybody in the place going, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we actually now, had a couple next to us that were kind of older, and they looked at us and said, "Well, we know you guys are going to win. You have a horror podcast." <laughs> yeah. Well, and we even we even gave them the answers to a couple of questions. Because I was like, we got this in the bag, son. We'll give them, a, we'll throw them a few. Yeah, you guys are so chivalrous. <laughs> well, we were. I was kicking myself when I didn't get the name of the person that does the opening crawl for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yes. John Larroquette. John Larroquette. <laughs> I was like, John yeah. something, John something, and Jason got the name of the motel from uh, Devil's Rejects wrong, and he was kicking himself for that later. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that was fun. And uh, Jason, do you remember not long after that when I put you in the hot seat and I made you try to guess all the movies that the Ice Nine Kills songs were based off of? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was um, seriously disappointed with myself. You on that were episode. so mad at me. <laughs> yeah. You... I, I, I missed a lot of them. Well, you got a few of them. Too uh, yeah. And you know what's funny is I. I actually told Spencer from Ice Nine Kills that I put you through that game uh, when I met him in, at Horror Hound in Cincinnati. What's that? It's a good game. Yeah, I thought that was that was I was actually kind of kind pretty creative. I I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I thought that I thought that that I was pretty proud of us for for that system that we came up that came came up with that it was like what what, what Yeah, no, my brain stopped. Sorry. Um, I, I thought that, <laughs> shut up, Jason, uh, Mr. Mr. J, there's a, there's this reason why Jason's singing that that's for an episode that is coming out like two days before this one. Um, but, uh, so you'll hear me being an idiot for about 30, 30 minutes. Yeah. But, uh, I don't believe it. No, not at all. I won't. I won't. I don't do that. Well, totally. Well, because because the episode will be out by then. Just so people know what Jason's talking about, Mister J, we did an episode with James from I Was a Teenage Film Snob on Young Frankenstein. Okay. And there's that violin song that plays throughout the movie that they use to like soothe the creature. Ah. And when I tried to sing it, I was like kind of losing my voice. And when I tried to sing it, oh. I didn't hit the notes, so it sounded like Jurassic Park. Oh, no. <laughs> so and, both James well, and Jason were that, like, is that Jurassic Park? <laughs> James and I said it at the yeah. same time. We were <laughs> like, whoa, are we watching Jurassic Park? And then I wouldn't let go of the Jurassic Park theme for a good 20 minutes. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so now, now people know what that's pertaining to. But, uh, you know, going back to the, the ice nine kills episode for a second, the system was that Jason had to guess what every song from the silver scream albums, what movie they were based off of. And he got three hints, which the first one was the song title. The second one was a lyric of my choosing. And the third one was me giving him a more specific hint and some he got and some he didn't, but I told Spencer that. And, Spencer was like, oh, a little trivia? How did he do? And I was like, 
he he did okay. <laughs> Miserably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, but um but you did you did do you did do okay. But uh Jason, I feel like so we cause then we did some Christmas episodes. We did Krampus and the Black Christmas movies. Yeah, those were fun. Um when we kind of did uh those were like December was kind of our first uh, couple of themed episodes. Yep, which um, I'm I'm sorry for people that go listen to that Krampus episode. I was so sick when we recorded that, so my voice <laughs> is like completely shot. Well, I can think of at least three or four episodes <laughs> where I sound like I'm absolutely yeah. dying. So. Jason, Jason's like, I've peed on the podcast. I think, uh, yeah, I think we, I got you beat. We recorded uh, Krampus and Studio 666 um, in the same night, and my voice was so shot. Uh, there, was, I, there was at least one where I might have been like a day out of like the hospital and i was just like i was like uh, yeah buddy yeah, it's a good movie <laughs> yeah because <laughs> <laughs> i was just there like i was just like dude i don't like i'm not in good shape but i do not want to miss like yeah. recording the episode but uh, um, so, you, I mean, you tried to push through so many things. He did. I remember things? listening to some of the podcasts and just thinking, <laughs> "Is he okay?" Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> Mr. J actually. Right now? I think Mr. J actually texted me a few times and was like, "Is Jason okay?" <laughs> like, like, is he doing okay yeah. right now? <laughs> but no, no, Jason has pushed through a lot to that's, make uh, to make these episodes happen. That's that's my dedication. It is. <laughs> but then, I mean, Jason, when we hit 2023, when we hit January, I mean, it was pedal to the metal at that point because Definitely. That, that was when we started getting guest after guest after guest. Yeah. Because every five seconds you were calling me going, hey, we got somebody else who wants to be on. And I was well, like, all right. I whatever. think the first person we got in January was Mackay. Yeah, and Mackay was super fun. Well, I think we recorded Mackay second, but that was the that episode came out first um, yeah. of the two. So we got Mackay, and we interviewed him about his new single that had just come out. Yeah, that was fun because we've always said, like, I mean, we do typically have, like, a theme or a movie picked out for the episode, mm -hmm. but we've also said that, like, you know, we're, we're into everything. We're into... Yeah you know books you know music whatever anything that pertains to like horror on the show um and i think having makai on um was really cool um, well I, I loved getting to dive into to music because me jason mr j one of our earliest phone calls was us talking about music for like three hours if you remember that uh mr yes, j i do absolutely uh, so that one was fun. And, and the first Makai's band, the first has become one of my favorite bands. Makai is one of the people I was fortunate enough to get to meet in Nashville a couple months back. And dude is just, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I got to see him play his band play. Dude is just insanely talented and so funny and so cool. One of my favorite people. I was actually just texting him this week, uh, about his new single that just came out. Uh, called Bruce Lee, so everybody go check that out because it's featuring Kellen Quinn from Sleeping with Sirens. 
Oh, cool. I yeah. want to hear it. Oh, I'll send it to you after we're done recording. Please do. <laughs> um, Listen, if you was, like him, was... he must be a talented cat. Oh, dude, he's fantastic. Listen, especially since we've had two references to Kevin not feeling up to par vocally. <laughs> Kevin's singing voice is like crazy good. Oh, thank you. And he plays well, but man, Kevin sent me a jam the other day he was working on. And that falsetto was just, <laughs> it floored me. I'm like, God, it sounds this good. And he's just singing into an iPhone. Oh, oh I appreciate he's a it, buddy. Cat. He's a talented cat. So thank you. Makai, if you're listening, you got it. You got to hear Kevin sing. It's awesome. Well, I, funny enough, I actually covered one of Makai's songs. Uh, yeah, I saw that. And he he, one of his songs the other day. Yeah. And he, I sent it to him and he shared it on his Instagram and he's like, dude, Keep covering that song. I love your version better than the original. I was like, oh, stop it. <laughs> but uh, but he's great. Uh, and we had a and we had a we had a string of musicians at the time, Jason, because right around that time is when we got our good buddy Golden Gambit, who is also a musician who's putting on his own music festivals now. Like, dude is crushing yeah. it. Is he really? Yeah. In well, uh, in Michigan, he's putting on like punk rock festivals, and like, dude is just killing it. Um, and we had a lot of fun talking 30 days of night with him, which was episode 30. Um, Yeah, it was funny because it was episode 30 and it was 30 days of night, which was the episode where Jason took what I said about the movie out of context and sent it to Mr. J saying, uh, when I said, I like the movie, I don't know how much I'd rewatch it. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm in love with it, but it's a good movie and I enjoyed it. And Jason said, Mr. J, Kevin hates 30 days of night. It's all right. You didn't like it. It's cool. No, I I enjoyed Thirty Days of Night, but Jason did that it's a anyway. Masterpiece of horror, but you don't like it. It's it's, all right. it's, it's, it's It was a surprise. It's yeah. It's, it's okay. To hear it's, to, hey, it's okay to be wrong. It. Yeah, there we go. It's okay to be but wrong. For episode thirty, you did thirty-one days of night, and then yeah. for thirty-one, you didn't do thirty-one. <laughs> no, for thirty-one, we did Ghostbusters. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> but we should have done 31. That's a good that's a good oversight. Now we uh, and we know, can never get it back. <laughs> you didn't ask me. No. <laughs> you, never you never do. We never we didn't, we didn't ask for advice from from the Godfather. No. Nope. Call me or, to, you just call me to fix stuff and <laughs> <laughs> but hey, not long after that, we had the third set of uh, musicians right after that. And this one was kind of kind of a personal one for me because it's a band that I'm a big fan of. But it was the first time I did a recording by myself with a guest oh. in an interview when I interviewed Mr. Fang and the Dark Tones. And <laughs> I mean, I mean, those dudes are again crazy talented and I'm I'm friends with them and their manager now and their manager sent me uh like an advanced copy of their their new EP uh the movie monster EP everybody go check it out it's great um so you know a little nice. l- little pin on that one that was that was a big uh a big moment for me personally kind of like getting more comfortable behind the microphone um and again and we, and, and we did say on this episode that it was going to be plug central. So good job. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like that. Now yeah. didn't, since we're talking about musicians, didn't if memory serves, doesn't Zach play drums? Zach Kroll. 
I think he does play drums. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I remember that. Yeah. So he counts too, baby. He does. Yeah. He and, counts too. Which is about where I was going to go next because we did a string of of episodes. You know, kind of. We did two. Is that right? Uh-huh. Uh, we did one with Zach, and then Zach came on for a couple when you were when you were on a break recently. Oh, okay. Um, but so. You know, jumping into like February, that was when we started to get more people and we got James from I Was a Teenage Film Snob. Yep. Which I think Dawn of the Dead 2004 is still one of our funniest episodes. Yes. And, and it's a fantastic movie, too. It is. And, uh, dude, James talking about when he flips his microphone up to avoid a cough into the microphone and how it sounds like a fart. <laughs> That cracks me up. And then he actually did it on the Young Frankenstein episode, but it was off the air. And when he flips it up. That's that's what I was saying. We've done two with him, the original and then the Young Frankenstein. Oh, well. Which you isn't said, released yet. So Oh, well, you yeah. said you said Zach, so. Oh. Yeah, James we've done two with, yes. Okay. James is one of the funniest dudes ever. And that was a big moment for us too, Jason, because that was when we realized how far the podcast was spreading. Yeah. In the sense of like, and the reason we met James was because James also interviewed uh, Mr. J. I don't know if you know this, but uh, James from I Was a Teenage Film Snob is one of our good buddies. He's from Australia. And I don't think I knew that. He actually is one of two other shows that interviewed Harley and Tyler. Oh, wow. So that's how we got in touch. There were three podcasts that interviewed Harley and Tyler when they were doing their crowdfunding campaign. It was us. It was James from I Was a Teenage Film Snob, and it was Michael from We Love Horror. So all three oh. of us have become like good buddies now. That's cool because of interviewing them. Um, but which ja- which episode had the most listens of the three of us? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say it was us. It just feels right. <laughs> more like more than likely, it's one of the other two. I only want to know the answer if it was us. Okay. If if it wasn't us, it's not a competition, guys. Okay, just, it doesn't just matter. lie to me. It just, doesn't matter. Just lie to me. Who has the most? Okay. But then it doesn't matter. But if we have the most, then in your face, guys. As Bill as Bill Murray would say to a politician, well, aren't you supposed to lie to me and kiss my butt? <laughs> well, yeah. But much love but Jason, but much, much love to Michael and James. Love those dudes. I talk to them all the time and they're two of the best uh, podcasts out there. Um, but Jason, after that, kind of where Mr. J was going was when ZC Kroll came into the picture. Yeah. And Zach is one of the other two people that I've been fortunate enough to meet. Zach is one of my favorite people ever. Like <laughs> I got to meet him at Horror Hound and we got to sing karaoke together or scary I guess is what it's called. Um, and you know, have some drinks, and uh, he introduced me to a pod, a group of podcasters, a duo of podcasters called the Horror Dads, um, who I also want to work with uh, sometime in the near future. But uh, getting to meet Zach, he's he's one of my favorite people, and I think that Pumpkinhead episode with uh, with you, Mister J, and us and Zach is again one of our best episodes. Man, he's a good he's a good dude. That was a lot of fun. I man, that was a great experience and just a great dude if you're not following him on instagram or haven't checked out his book you gotta check out his book yes yes 
Um, and I appreciate that Mr. J laughed at my, you don't sit next to Dennis joke on that episode. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'll ever forget my first time watching cabin fever. (laughs) Pancakes. And I don't think I was ready. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so good. I love it Kevin. Is, it, it is. I love, but it's also like, I don't know if you would call it like a full on absurdist horror, but I feel like I had watched fairly, I don't want to say conventional. Here, here's what I would say. Fairly focused horror yeah. movies before cabin fever. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, you watch cabin fever and you're like, wait a minute. That was genuinely funny. Well, I but think that was also genuinely gross over here. Yeah. And this yeah. other thing was funny, but not in a like yeah. tension breaking way in an actual like comedy way. Well, and... I th- well, I think we have our guest <laughs> for uh, Cabin Fever, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. J, you're Sneak welcome to join us up. for that. I'm in, baby. I'm in. <laughs> Love Cabin <laughs> Fever. But uh, moving on, because we're getting close to where we are now. But uh, Jason, right after that Sorry. was... Was... 30 second review of the cabin fever remake. Um, uh, crap. Go ahead. <laughs> That's not Why? 30 seconds, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, two yeah. seconds. <laughs> yeah. Crap. And why those are the, the reviews and my reviews. I crap haven't seen and why. And my review is I haven't seen it. So, um, <laughs> well, but anyway, right after I that, mean, I don't think they're going to get a lot of Oscars. No, <laughs> but right after that, Jason is where our Jacob Honeybrook came in. Yeah, Roy. He is one of my favorite people ever. I talk to him like every single day uh, about music again. Um, he and I really bonded over our love of uh, metal music. Um, yeah, Roy was fun. But I mean, after after that, you know, we kept talking. Tr- there was a long string of episodes that we did by ourselves, which I think yeah. again, some of we our got back to got back, back to truck. Yeah, and we did like you know stuff like Drag Me to Hell and American Psycho and the the faculty. Yep. Um, and then that was a good one too. That was a really fun episode. Um, yeah. we did the Conjuring in there. We did Cabin in the Woods. I mean, there was a lot of good like discussion in there. Absolutely. Um, and then shortly after that, you had to step away for a little bit. Yep. Um, and right around that time, you know, I I brought Zach Dying in for my second time. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Well, you're here. You're here today, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Um, but right around that time, I'm surprised I made it physically this whole year. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> but right around that time is when Zach came back in and, and covered for you on some episodes and we did episode 50 and we talked to Chris LaMartina, uh, director of the WNUF Halloween special and out there Halloween mega tape. And, uh, Roy came in and recorded a couple episodes with me. But right around there is something that for me was very special and very important to me and something that I am very proud of and and happy and blessed to have been able to do, which was my interview with Charleston's Absent Friends, which was the release of our first video podcast. That's one of my favorite episodes uh, that I have ever done. And Mr. J was very influential in helping me with that and, you know, walked me through a lot of the tech stuff with the video um, podcasting element and syncing up the audio with the video and Charleston's absent friends are just some of my favorite people ever. They're some of my best friends now. Love them to death. Love that episode. They actually, I don't know if you saw the picture, Jason, but 
they took the logo that uh, that Jules made of the episode saying dropping on 6-2, and they put it on the theater screen at the Terrace Theater. Oh, no, I did not see that. Yeah, I'll have to send that to you. Uh, That's cool. They have a slideshow that plays before all their shows, and sure. our logo was on the theater screen when I showed up at their show. Very nice. So love them to no, death. No, I did not see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll send you that picture, but love Charleston's Absent Friends. They're some of my favorite people ever. And Mr. J, thank you again for for helping make that happen. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, shout out to Charleston's Absent Friends. Love you all. And then Jason came back. We did the thing with Terry. Yep. And boy, was that fun. And I love that, uh, you know, Terry said on the episode that was his first um, podcast appearance, and he did great. I thought it was an awesome episode. Yeah, Terry's Terry's a funny guy, man. Um, and we we talked about um, <clears throat> interviewing a little bit before that, and he was he was all nervous, and I was like, man, I was like, seriously, like we're just sitting back talking about a movie, <laughs> and like just chill, like don't even get worried about it. Yep. Um, and I was like, we <laughs> we might even have like five people listening. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, so not a big deal. Um, but yeah, it was a good episode. And of course, uh, the thing being my favorite movie. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was good to, uh, to have you back on. And, you know, then we did young Frankenstein and, um, and the nightmare on Elm street remake, and we're just trucking along. And then, you know, of course, uh, along the way we've, we've booked an appearance at SC horror where we're going to be a vendor there. We've yeah, got, yes. we've got, celebrity guests coming up that I won't say who, but some, you know, very big guests are coming up. Um, and we're just, we're I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And we're just keeping going. Mr. J is going to be a part of one of the big guest episodes. Um, yeah. and like, we're just trucking along and that, you know, that's our long, you know, deep dive into our first year, but it's just been an unreal experience and, you know, I can't say enough good things about it, but Enough of that, because we know what you're all here for. You all sent us questions that we're going to now answer. I have them all written down on my phone, and we're going to do this, and Mr. J is going to answer these with us, all right? So here we go. You're burning, burning questions that you've been dying to know. Mr. J, are you ready? I don't know if I am. (laughs) Well... Uh, what we're going to do is I wrote down the questions and who sent them as we receive them. So I will just read the questions and who sent it. And we'll just, you know, do a couple minutes each on each question and we'll go from there. But uh, the first question actually comes from my mom. She was the first one to send in a question. And um, I'm sorry, gentlemen, because this one's going to break us right out of the gate. My mom says, if you could rewrite the ending of a horror movie, what would you do? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for the question, um, chat. I always call her chat. Um, but I I don't know if I can. You, be- you better believe, I, I don't Jason. I know if I can handle this question first. You better believe, Jason, that when I got, when the first question came from my mom, I was very appreciative, but I was also laughing inside because I'm like, we're so cool. The first question came from my mom. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> she's, she's, very, a, she's great. She is. She's very supportive. I love my mom. And uh, 
She'll be back on the podcast sometime soon. She keeps saying that she's not a horror fan, and yet she wants to... We're watching Haunting of Hill House right now. She loves The Lost Boys. She loves Bly Manor, Cujo, The Munsters. She's a horror fan. She just doesn't know it. Yo. But, uh, I mean, Mr. J, you got something for this? I think I have one in mind that's kind of a an obscure pick, but I think it's a movie that had a lot more potential that should be fixed. Uh Wait, I need you to read the question one more time. If you could rewrite the ending of a horror movie, what would you do? I'd make it good. <laughs> yeah. Next. Well, That's a good answer. So I want to ask, has anyone here seen The Turning? No, I have not. I don't okay. think I have. Okay. It was a movie that came out in early 2020 starring Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things and It. And it's also oh, based. Yeah, yeah. it's also based off the story um the turning of the screw which is what bly manor is based off of um the movie doesn't have an ending <laughs> like they there are two endings that are just shown at the end almost like a clue style but they don't they put both endings in there it wasn't like it was released in one theater and had this ending and released in another and had a different one it just has two uh, endings so in it like a director's cut or anything nope. they did Okay. They release well, it that's... and you see either the woman's crazy or they escape. <laughs> but they show you both scenes. And I would oh, yeah. and I would say uh pick an ending and uh honestly I would say go with they escape the house, you know, that she rescues the rescues the kids from the ghosts. I I don't know I don't know if I can I'm trying to think of a specific movie that I, I would want to rewrite. Um, I mean, I have one I'd want to re- rewrite, but like the ending. What you got? It wouldn't stop at the ending. <laughs> what you got? J- Jason and I would like to combine our vote for Halloween ends. <laughs> um, I should have seen that coming. But just rewrite the whole thing. <laughs> we'd love to. First off, we'd love to add. Michael Myers. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I don't know if Michael Myers was actually in the movie. That'd be great. I think that would be wonderful. No, I'm pretty good at accepting a movie for what it is and not so much like disliking it for what I wanted it to be. But that one was tough, man. Yeah. I remember, I think I, I texted Jason. I said, it's like, because I, I didn't want to spoil anything. Right. And... I said, it's like your favorite band is getting back together one more time, one <laughs> more time. And you know, this will be the last time they've said it's the last time they're getting up there in age. They're not even on the same, like in the same state or country at the same time anymore. And here they are <laughs> together. And one is in one corner, just kind of, sitting in a chair and they they don't really touch their instruments much or at all and then one's <laughs> just kind of walking around the room in another corner and then and then some random person comes along and grabs a guitar you're like who's that guy why is he grabbing <laughs> this iconic guitar and he just jams out for a while and then at the very end in the last like <laughs> This is only going to last three more minutes. 
they all meander to the stage <laughs> sluggishly, aimlessly, and they start kind of jamming on some progression <laughs> that no one's heard before or whatever. And it doesn't really go anywhere. And then it's just over. And That's you're like, such a what? good analogy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember so, Jason's so, like, wait, what? And I'm like, it'll all make sense once you see it. The whole like random person coming along and playing like your favorite guitar player's guitar. And and he's, he's just definitely play it well, but he's just comes out of nowhere and starts playing it. Oh, it's so funny. Um, so I want to. So it's, it's either like Spinal Tap doing a freeform jazz exploration <clears throat> at the zoo. Or like me watching clips of Motley Crue now with no Mick Mars and Vince is still singing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's what it feels um, like. No, I'm, I wanna... I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I honestly can't think of one specifically off the top of my head right now. Um, but I, I can say that um, horror movies that just like they just like end with like nothing. It's just yeah. like you're watching it and you, it goes, it goes, it goes, and then it just cuts off. And you're like, what, 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 yeah. what? Like, well, can what we, hell, dude? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That, dude, that's... I know one that, like, one, one I thought of that I wasn't going to say, but now that Jason said it, I know that part two cleared it up. But did you guys ever see the house's October built? No, not no. yet. All right, you should check it out. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't think this will spoil anything. I thought it was a pretty solid movie. Okay. And then the the last maybe ten minutes, eight minutes, <clears throat> somewhere around there, were so confusing <laughs> and different than the rest of the movie. Right. Um, that it was it was just kind of hard to make sense of what actually was happening in that moment or. Like what? I, it, it was just it was it was just different than the rest of the movie. I mean, I'm, in some way, you're like I'm watching a horror movie. I know what's happening, right? You know, like I can guess. But the rest of the movie was, I thought, fairly well done. Sure. Um, especially for that film style. The second movie cleared up a lot of things, but that first one was just a little. Um, yeah, the ending didn't feel as intentional as the rest of the movie did. So anyway. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I have one that we'll touch on real briefly and then we'll keep trucking along. But I feel like all of us, because the three of us saw this movie in the theater together. So I feel like we all kind of felt the same way. I didn't dislike the ending of Evil Dead Rise, but honestly, and spoiler alerts, if you haven't seen Evil Dead Rise yet, I would honestly do something different than the weird, like, mush together creature that they fight at the end. I get that. Oh, you mean you mean the 2001 thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I just felt like you have the possessed mom throughout the whole movie who was super creepy and then when they all just kind of smashed together into that weird thing creature, like all tension was deflated for me. And I'm like, well, I get the, that. well this thing's like 3 feet tall. It's not scary at all. Um, I didn't think the CGI was all that great. I would honestly probably redo that with something a little bit better. Um, 
but I also didn't hate it. I just, I think that there were, that was the consensus that Jason and I, I think you and I both had on our Evil Dead Rise episode where we felt like the ending kind of dropped the ball a little bit. Yeah, there were better ways they could have gone with it. Yeah, so I, w- I would I would probably read, I don't know what you could do, uh, but I, I just think that uh, there was probably a better way to wrap that movie up, but it is a good movie. Yeah, I'm with you. I couldn't tell if they were trying to lean more into like <clears throat> the cheesiness at yeah. that moment, because, you know, like... I kind of felt like Evil Dead Rise was a bit of a halfway point between the originals and and the remake, the the reimagining that came out. Because the reimagining, for me at least, didn't have didn't have a lot of intentional comic relief, right? And so, like Evil Dead, of course, Army of Darkness had some silliness here and there. And I thought, I thought Evil Dead Rise found a way to kind of almost bring a halfway point there. But I'm with you. The mom was so well done. I mean, she did a great job acting, but the the the, the character design was great. The makeup design was great. The voice yeah. was great. Everything was great. And I get what you're saying that it felt like the the creature was a step down from that. Like, yeah, we're we're kind of ready to ramp up, and it felt like you guys ramped down a little bit. Like the yeah. mom was the mom was terrifying and compared to this kind of cacophony of (laughs) just body parts and other things that didn't seem to be as agile or whatever, you know? So I I, I had a hard time telling them like, is, is that, is it supposed to be a little goofy? Is it? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. I still think it did. It did well. They're not asking my opinion on it. Uh, This one comes from our good buddy, ZC Kroll, Mr. Zach. Hello, Zach. And I'm going to read this question verbatim because this is how he wrote it. Kevin, have you watched Close Encounters yet, you bitch? <laughs> Love it. And no, I have not. <laughs> uh, Buddy, that is the best question of all time. Jason, Thank you for asking Jason, you remember, you remember when I said there were some questions I didn't want to, like why I said I didn't want to reveal any of the questions to you beforehand? It was when I got that one. Yeah, that's that's a great question. Because I wanted uh, your initial reaction to it. Um, but no, Zach, I have not yet. I It'll happen sometime soon. Um, but I specifically didn't watch it before this episode so that I could say no. <laughs> uh, but thank- Zach, you're, you're my new best friend for asking that question. <laughs> so answers, no, but I will get to it eventually. Thank you, Zach. Love you, buddy. Uh, we'll truck along so we get all these in. Um, this next one comes from Marcus from Reviewed to Death. Love you, buddy. Uh, again, two of our favorite people ever and two of our best friends at this point, Marcus and Luke. Um, Marcus says, which horror character would you want on your side and why? On your side, I'm guessing in a, like, um, like just in to, a conflict, like in a conflict or as a protector. Hmm. Um, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to let Mr. J start with that one. Man, this is tough. Colin. Well, I'll, ca- well I'll, I'll keep mine, um, short. And I'm assuming everybody probably thinks I'm going to say Pennywise. I am not. Uh, Because Pennywise can really only get you when you're scared. uh, As, you know, shown in the movies. So I'm going to go with a different clown. 
uh, in the horror genre that could do a lot more damage. I'm going with Art the Clown. Mm-hmm. Of course you are. <laughs> Side note, Jason hasn't seen Terrifier 2 yet. I'm w- making him wait so we can watch it together so I can get his reactions on it. <laughs> All two and a half hours of it. <laughs> it's going to be great, Jason. You're going to love it. But Mr. J, go ahead. So I'm going I'm with sure Ar- I will. I'm going with Art the Clown. Man, I'm pondering here. I'm kind of thinking through which which villain could be. Well, technically, it says horror character, so it doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be a villain. Huh. Well, I could go. I could go one of two ways on this. While Mr. Jace thinking, okay. Um, one way, because uh, if we're just going off of horror character. I would definitely want Ash by my side. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> all, I knew I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> in all his glory and his one-liners and his double-barrel shotgun. Yeah. Um, Give me some sugar, but, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but going going a different route, we're saying character, but I'll I'll say creature. Yeah, um, I mean that's still a character. Yeah, I would want a xenomorph by my side, man. <laughs> there you go. Perfect predator. That's a good one. <laughs> they say it quite a few times. It's perfect predator. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I would I would take a xenomorph or, or I would take Ash. All right, Mister J, you got one. Man, I'm like. <laughs> so Pinhead only really comes if you summon him, right? Right. Yeah, if you so solve you the box. Really, that feels a bit limiting. Well, I mean, technically you could just open the box if you need him. So no, like... some tells me he won't appreciate me <laughs> doing that. <laughs> so it's like Freddy only is impactful if... Mr. J's playing, Mr. J's playing with the puzzle box and Pinhead shows up. Mr. J is like, hey, could you grab the remote over there for me? <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> and Pinhead's like, I cannot deal with this. But then he'll, so Pinhead will say, I can't deal with this. And Mr. J will say, but I have such sights to show you. <laughs> and it's just me and Pinhead sitting on a couch, <laughs> hanging out. Oh, good. Netflix trying to figure out what to watch. <laughs> Yeah, like, what kind of things is being on Netflix? <laughs> just like looking through. Yeah, yeah but he's a he's way into HGTV and wants to do <laughs> renovations and remodels. And I'm like, I don't have that kind of energy. <sighs> I have the money, of course, from the royalties and from the merchandising from Midnight Terrors. <laughs> but um, I'm just so glad Mr. J is making all this. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I wanted him on here. I've never yeah, had, like, I mean, it's an obnoxious amount of money. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Since, all the, since this podcast, all the, my he's two making, biggest he's problems making, are he's too much money like, and too much free time. It's crazy. He's making, so, like, cheddar biscuits, like, yeah. kind of money. Woo, like, yeah. ch- cheddar whizzy. Like red lobster. Yeah. 
I can afford like three ply toilet paper. Have you guys ever heard of that? No, you haven't. No, you haven't. You don't even know about that. Listen, uh, since the advent of the podcast, I'm worth 4.9 quadrillion that the government knows about. It's crazy. So, Mr. J, what what horror character then? So we'll rephrase it. If you're going to go on a splurge with a horror character, who are you bringing with you? What kind of splurge are we talking about again? Just well, the question was if you wanted one on your side, but oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to think through what would be the best. Uh, one on my side. Um, I'm almost thinking like, who would I not want against me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> um, golly. Hmm. You could also go. You could also go with uh, like uh, who? Who do you want to take with you to make it rain? Yeah, I was gonna say, who do you want to party with or hang out with? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh who would I want to party with? This is a tough question. It is a tough like, question. It's like option paralysis. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm like stalling the whole podcast at this point. <laughs> but it's so tough to choose so many good chance. <laughs> you could so always many... re- you could always revert to your old school answer no. of of I'm just no. glad I don't have to pick. I mean, in a way, I am because I don't want to know what comes next after I do pick. Yep. They're like, pick a horror character. I got him. Great, because now this is happening. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to keep thinking about it. I don't want to stall right, the right, podcast. Right. I'll come back. We can all right. come back. We can come back. We can come all right, back. so moving on. Marcus has uh, two more questions, actually. Uh, oh, damn. Yeah, if uh, Marcus says, if you could erase your memory of watching a horror movie so you could watch it again for the first time, which one would it be? Marcus, you know the thing. The answer to this question, <laughs> my friend. The thing? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What was the question again? If you could erase your memory of seeing a horror movie for the first time, what, uh, which one? so you could watch it again for the first time, what movie would you choose? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um for ma- I thought I thought he was going the direction of like if you could erase your memory from something you oh no 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 like something you want to watch again like so you could have that like, initial feeling again for the first time yeah I would yeah I would love to see the thing again like because uh, the thing and I say this all the time on the podcast I don't remember the first time that I saw it um but if um, I could. If I could, at my age now, like have not seen it and just watch it fresh, like I would, I would lose it. Yeah. Um. Hmm. This is another. This is another difficult one. Um. I would probably. Oh man, this is really difficult. You're gonna go with it. I no, I am not <laughs> because that or means terrifier. because that means I have to relive my trauma of three months uh. of being terrified. Um, huh. I'm trying to think of either one that I pondered. Oh, you know what? I will. I'm gonna go. I think with the Babadook. Oh, okay, because, that's a good one because that one was the first horror movie to scare me in a sense of 
it just stuck with me. Like, it stuck with me in the sense of, like, I'm scared of the clown. But the Babadook stuck with me in a whole nother... Like, it was the first horror movie that I saw that was, like, really grounded um, in a sense of, like, talking about mental illness while throwing in another creature. And I remember watching it really late at night. And there's a scene that's not a jump scare, but it actually got a jump out of me, which was when the mom's watching that news broadcast and her face pops up in the window and it's her just with that creepy smile. Um, It yep. was like kind of, I don't know, man. It was the first movie. I was torn between that one or Hereditary because those were movies that I had to like ponder. I was, I was actually going to say Hereditary as well. Yeah. Um, just because like on, on rewatches and everything, like that, that terror and like, especially, and I've said this a couple of times, like the mom just mourning and just losing no. her shit yeah. is like, is more, <laughs> is more affecting or has more effect than I think like kind of the scary shit does. Like, right. You know, I, I think that like, like got to me more or like kind of squeezed my guts, I guess you could say. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say that. I think I would erase my memory of, of seeing those to watch them again, because that was like, you know, cause when I saw it, I was like 11 years old. So, you know, that was like more like a childlike fear. Um, but like pretty special. Oh yeah, for sure. And I kind of, but I, you know, you kind of want to keep that in a bottle and keep that nostalgic feel, not necessarily do it over again. But like Hereditary and The Babadook were two movies that like as an adult were like true terror to me. Yeah, like gut wrenching. Yeah. So I would uh, I would and, and it's I almost like Yeah. It's almost like why would you want to do that again? <laughs> but at the same well, because, time because it's you know, again it it's that pondering <laughs> and it's that 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 sense of terror as an adult. But like honestly, one of my when I first saw those movies, my favorite thing about seeing them was talking to them with talking about them with people and just kind of hearing what people thought about it and like what people's interpretations were. So, but we'll keep. No, I agree. uh, Mr. J, you got one. I do. So, I agree with Jason about Hereditary. I think it's incredible. I think there's so many things about that movie that we probably haven't talked about yet but for me um if i could rewatch a movie again the first time house of a thousand corpses oh yes yeah, buddy rob zombie that's, that's a good that's yeah a good, that's that's a good answer that's one that i remember you know watching that in the theater i mean i remember for me that was pretty life-changing as far as like films go yeah like just and I, I think for a lot of people, like I don't think any anyone, especially at the time, especially at the time, nobody had seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. And I still don't think there's anything like it, no. other than the exception of maybe some um, some kind of little echoes in um, later Rob Zombie movies. So, quick one from Marcus again. Uh, this is a would you rather, and it says, would you rather have Hannibal Lecter make you dinner or have Buffalo Bill be your tailor? 
Um, that's great. Um, my, I will, I'm, I will definitely say you can go ahead. Uh, Buck. uh, I don't like either one of these answers, but I got mine. I'm go- I think <laughs> I'm going to go Hannibal Lecter, make me dinner. Cause I, I cannot may, I cannot entertain the idea of walking around wearing skin of a, well, I, of other humans. I kind of wish Jason had gone first now. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go. It's still gonna well, be. I mean, it's still I gonna mean, be terrible. But I guess maybe maybe Hannibal Lecter will be nice and not tell me what's in my dinner, and I'll just be like, "This is this is all right," <laughs> uh, or not. I don't know. But I, I I don't know. Both of those options suck. But I can't fathom walking around wearing well, like, clothes made of people. So. Uh, I, yeah. I'm going with the outfit, man. He can he can make me an outfit out of foreskins if he wants to. <laughs> but I'm listen, gonna, listen, Ma- Marcus. I know you're listening. This question is terrible. This is this is upsetting. Okay, so we're just picking the both of these options suck, and we're just picking our options and moving on. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not like a super like picky eater, but um. <laughs> <laughs> There's just some things that that I'm not into. Uh, <laughs> but you'll walk around. But you'll walk around wearing a suit made of other people's skin. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. No, I mean they're not well, using and, it. And apparently, apparently Hannibal's a big fan of, um, you know, liver and fava beans. And yeah, but the like yeah, but the I people like liver and onions. So yeah, but the body parts aren't being used either. So. <laughs> <laughs> at least at that point it's got seasoning and stuff on it i don't mean you know i don't yeah. know all right mr 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 j i mean it is organic because it's from organs <laughs> all natural <laughs> mr j what do you right. got so marcus um <laughs> i have my answer ready and it was gonna be a letdown answer and then these two answered and took it weird and crazy. <laughs> so get ready to be let down. <laughs> Go ahead and lower your expectations, brother. Um, so my rationale is <laughs> that Hannibal Lecter has a fairly strict code that he adheres to. Mm-hmm. He detests rudeness. Yes. I'm going to be on my best behavior. <laughs> and and no one says he has to be cooking anything crazy yeah. because he he cooked a lot and it wasn't always you know organic <laughs> if you know what I mean yep and like he cooked for Agent Starling and her stuff wasn't that um, Claire, you know. Clarice. If, if memory serves, I'm trying to think. Um, now, I didn't follow the Hannibal series or any of that stuff, so maybe, you know, they they built more into it. So I'm focusing strictly on, like, <laughs> Sounds of the Lambs, Red Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did watch Manhunter a good bit when I was younger. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like it's a safer bet because Buffalo Bill, we, we don't really know if he's a seamstress at all. 
<laughs> so it's it's I, 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 it's not good news. No, not at all. You know what I'm saying? So you're going. Um, but, so you're going Hannibal. But Hannibal. Hannibal cooks, understandably, <laughs> thousands and thousands of times. He's lived a very long time. Yep. They can't. He can't always cook in a cannibalistic way. Sure. So this is true. I mean, as long as I'm not rude, we should be okay. Okay, so you're going. So you're going Hannibal then. Yeah. All right. For a very boring reason. Um, so Jason, very fitting that we're talking about eating people because this next question's from our good buddy ZC Kroll. And okay. he says, who would win in a fight between Bucky and Diamond if weapons were allowed and one had to eat the other for survival? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so that kind of took a turn toward the end. I'm not making this up. These are these are written on Instagram. ZC Crow uh, wrote this shit. <laughs> this is this is why we have fans. Um, hey, can okay, we so can we like can you and I gonna, can who's you gonna win in the fight and then no who who would win in the fight if weapons were allowed and one of us had to eat the other one to survive? <laughs> <laughs> can we like opt out of answering this and let Mister J answer it? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Cause you're, you are, you are bigger than me. Everyone knows I'm a hobbit, <laughs> but I'm also not a fighter. Well, if, well, if nobody that listens to the podcast knows I'm a hobbit, um, <laughs> I mean, they've seen Jesus a picture of you. So I'm not a fighter. <laughs> uh, I have spent, I have spent my fair share of time with, um, with uh swords <laughs> so, okay so I feel like, and then i, feel I like if i and then i did martial arts and made it to black belt <laughs> i did too but at a very young age uh, <laughs> so I feel like if i i feel like if i had a sword i might win that one i don't know now do i, I want to eat you i <laughs> know well, apparently you have to so it doesn't sound like there's any winners to no. this. Let's be honest. There's not like, oh, I won. No, you didn't. Realistic, real, yeah. Realistically, yeah, if if him. me and Jason were in that scenario, we would just sit on opposite sides of the corner of the room and die. Probably. <laughs> like, we'd be like, um, we're not doing this. We'll call it a draw. Yeah. So my, I don't know though. I've been watching a lot of Yellow Jackets, and apparently people taste pretty good. So okay, so clearly, so clearly Jason's <laughs> gonna win that one. I don't like fighting, so I guess I'm good. I'll just, I'll just impale myself and then like forfeit. <laughs> so yeah, it's very sacrificial. Yeah, and then ja- yeah, and then Jason can just survive. So he's good Japanese. You just go Japanese style. Take yourself out, and then I'm making sloppy joes. Then we're. I good. guess so. Yeah. Um, it'll be case. the it'll be the the as Mr. J would know from Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. It's that chili, and it's good because of the meats. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, ZC Kroll, for that disturbing question. But he's got another one. Oh no! <laughs> and what a twisted bastard. <laughs> well, are you ready, Jason? I I don't think so. <laughs> and this goes to all three. This goes to all three of us now. I don't want it to. <laughs> ZC Kroll says, 
Why you like his books so much? I don't want to. I don't know. Have <laughs> you laughing as much as you are? It doesn't I bode well. I'm he's, trying he's to spit out to, the question. He's too entertained by this. I think it's funny. Our friends are so bizarre. I love it. I think I'm about to lose signal. Uh, <laughs> ZC Kroll says, which sauce or condiment would go best over each of you after being cooked over a campfire? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not sure I would know. He's been watching Yellow Jackets way too much. I guess. And he's on this cannibal kick. Um, <laughs> well, Jason... You haven't I, read you haven't read his book, so you know you don't know that Zach has a dark sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. He's he's not even begun to defile himself. Um. <laughs> All right. So what sauce is going? Over, what sauce or condiment is going over you, dudes? If you're roasted over a campfire, the sauce of regret. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. The thing I probably use the most, which is one of two things, either Zach sauce or ranch. Well, yeah, ranch goes with everything. That's classy. Yeah. <laughs> classy. I will say a, a <laughs> hidden gem that I feel like not that I feel like a lot of people don't take advantage of um is the Wendy's hot chili sauce. Ooh. It is the best thing, and I put it on everything. Fancy. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll literally like, I'll literally go to like Wendy's and I'll be like, yeah, I need some hot chili sauce, and they'll put like two in there, and I'll be like, no, honey, I need like a fistful of that shit, um, and I'll just, <laughs> I, and I'll just. He's not allowed at that Wendy's anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mister J, do you have an answer? Uh, Zach's blood. Oh, jeez. We're both going out. We're <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Well, like Zach, answer. you asked, so there you go, buddy. Um, and everybody that doesn't know Wendy's hot chili sauce, get it every time. Yeah, it goes on everything. All right. Uh, the next one. And again, we'll try to move along faster, so we're not here forever. Uh. The next one's from Randy from the Graveyard Club. Shout out to Randy, another podcast that I've been talking to for months that we're going to collab with all the way from Ireland. He says, if you were to direct a horror movie, what would it be about and called? Well, Jason, don't we already kind of have an answer to this because of our review to death episodes? Yeah, what are you thinking? Ass sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we did have a great idea for ass sharks. Yeah, well, it'll be um, a Sharknado ripoff, but the sharks come out of the toilet, which was spawned from Jason talking about some <laughs> Kevin Smith movie where Jay, where Jay was afraid to sit on the toilet because of Jaws. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely. There's water in the toilet. Yeah. Sharks swim in water. So it'd be know. so it'd be called uh, Ass Sharks and. Uh, it would. Jason said it would star Tara Reid, and it would air on the Sci-Fi Channel. I think it's not going to air on Sci-Fi Channel. I heard um, it was going to like Sci-Fi was going to create a channel like Sci-Fi Two <laughs> just for that movie because they were like uh, Sci-Fi is a little too highbrow <laughs> for this movie, and it's only we, gonna gotta, pl- we need to create another channel just for this <laughs> one movie. 
And it's only yeah. going to play Ash Sharks 24-7. Thank you, Randy, for the question, by the way. Love you, buddy. Can't wait to uh, do a crossover with you finally. These next few questions come from our good buddy James from I Was a Teenage Film Snob. James says, what movie do you refuse to discuss on the show, if any? Um, I'm going to say I, I don't think there's any. I was going to say, um, I had to think about this. I don't know if we have any. I mean, obviously, I don't know. I just, we always try to pick fun stuff, I guess, is what I would say. Absolutely. So that that would be, sorry, James, I know that's probably not the best answer to the question, but that's what <laughs> we got for you. Um, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think there's anything we wouldn't do. Well, in, in uh, the, following up on that, he has another question where he says, is there a movie one of you really wants to do, but the other doesn't want to? Um, I would, I would say that's a, a no for both of us. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no like veto clause where it's like, no, like we've, <laughs> I think that goes back to like, the first okay, question. I, I want to, yeah. Where it's like, I, I want to do this movie and I'm like, no, absolutely not. We're not doing that movie. Um, yeah. never been that. I don't think. No. Um, um yeah, no, I don't think so. I think I think I think on both sides, there's probably been ones that um, maybe we were less excited about, but never to the point where we're just like, "Nah, we're not doing that." The next one he had was: Have any of your opinions changed on a movie you've discussed? Ooh. Um... So like either you've we've talked about it and we loved it and we started to not like it or not as in love with it or we talked about it and didn't like it and then we started to enjoy it more. I had a couple movies pop into my head that Jason doesn't want to talk about on the show. Oh, come on. Uh bring it. Mr. J, you're going to be upset with him for this. Uh I, he will do it, but this was one where I brought it up to him when you suggested it, and he was not happy about it. Oh. Jason, did, at the time, did not want anything to do with Phantasm. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. I I just don't... Uh, Phantasm, for me, just... I, I, I don't know. I know everybody loves it, and it, it was just something that for whatever reason, you know, you, you have your tastes and everything, music, movies, <laughs> whatever, but it just, it just did not click with me on any level. There was no part of that movie that I was like, Oh yeah, I really want to watch this again. And the other one that he doesn't, that he doesn't want to talk about phantasm. I'm sure will happen. Cause that one he's open to revisiting sure. this oh, yeah. one, I'm- this one, Again, he's obligated to do it because he's put me through other stuff and he always makes fun of the fact that whenever he picks something, I have to watch it. The one he doesn't want to talk about that will happen one day just for pure bad fun entertainment is House of the Dead. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Lord. Ooh. No. Ooh. No. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh. Anything that Uwe Boll touches is just, uh, <laughs> again, oh. again, not to say that I won't do it. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, it'll happen yeah. one day. I mean, 
I mean, I have things to say about it. So, I mean, Mr. J, I'm you willing can, to jump in, but it's not I was going to say, you can, it's not much. You can join us if you want. <laughs> yeah, it's not much, but I have my thoughts. Yep. Well, but, here's, uh, here's what I'll say about that. I'll say that because <laughs> I think I've seen it maybe once. Mm-hmm. I think one time in the theater. Yeah. Um, Oh, it definitely ages super well. <laughs> I'm sure it does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, those, zomb- those zombies look great. Um, I saw it in the, in the theater. I, I don't think I've seen it since then. But I went in not knowing Uwe Boll's history and everything like that. And I was hoping <laughs> that it was going to be cool. You and were hoping you were was, hoping for another twenty eight days later. I was so oh, big. <laughs> aren't we all? <laughs> aren't we? Yes. Because that, that was one. That was one. That was one year after twenty eight days. But we got oh. twenty eight weeks, and twenty eight weeks is a masterpiece as well. <laughs> um, but no, no, I, I, I think it was the, the general idea of the total letdown <laughs> as I was watching it. <laughs> But I was just like, like, you know, like 10 minutes into it, I was like, what the F is going on here? I love it. Um, it's such a bad movie, but it's so funny. Now, I, I may. So the reason that I say that is I, I may be able to watch it now and appreciate it for how terrible it is. Yeah, Jason, I'm not I, guaranteeing I was going to say, take Mr. J's <laughs> advice, lower your expectations a little bit. <laughs> oh, my expectations are about as low as they can go. All right. So moving on, uh, but I had to get those off my chest. I want to. I love it. I love it that we can just listen. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Mr. J just go. Uh, this is uh, why I want to. Uh, yeah, he sounds like uh, sounds like butthead. <laughs> yeah, a little uh, bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um. But anyway. Um. To answer James's other question that we were on, which was, has any of your opinions changed on a movie you've discussed? No, I, I was there's only to think about that, man. There's um, only one that I can think of where I wasn't crazy about it, and I'm still really not crazy about it. Like, I'm not head over heels in love with it. 30 but Days I, of Night. No. <laughs> nope. 30 Days of Night yeah. remains a fun movie that I enjoyed but wouldn't watch endlessly. Leave uh, Josh Hartnett alone. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Josh Hartnett. He's great in the faculty. <laughs> but uh uh no, there's again, this isn't a movie that I'm like head over heels for, but I do appreciate it more. And actually get more enjoyment out of it after we did a deep dive discussion on it. When we did our Jordan Peele episode last year. Yeah. Um, I have more appreciation and, and enjoyment for Nope after we talked about it. Oh, okay. Because I remember when I saw it in the theater, I was kind of let down by it. And I was actually texting Mr. J when I watched it that I was like, uh, I don't I mean I was I was I went in expecting kind of another us out of that and I should know Which better. I loved. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, cuz us is a freaking masterpiece. And so is Get Out and I should know better than to expect Jordan Peele to repeat himself. And we talked we touched on this on the on the Jordan Peele episode. We yeah. love we love Jordan Peele as a writer, yeah, as dude. a director. Yeah. He is a genius yep. and 
He's never made the same movie twice, and he's such a breath of fresh air for the horror genre. Like, he's just making movies that no one makes. And I think, nope, I went in expecting one thing, and I'm not going to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it yet, because I think you do need to go in blind. But Mm -hmm. I just think that I went in expecting one thing and was given a different type of movie. And so I came out saying I didn't like it. And after Jason watched it and had more input on it, and then when I spoke to you, Mr. J, and then Jason about it, I got more appreciation out of it in analyzing it a little bit more. So that would nice. that would probably be my answer. Uh, yeah, I was I was gonna say like I I remember at least one episode where like towards the end of the episode I was like you know the more that we've talked about it the more that I'm kind of like pondering and going well you know maybe it is better than i want to see if i can figure out what episode that was no and i think it was no because i think by the i think by the end of the episode we had we had discussed it so much that i was like you know what i need to watch this again yeah just to more appreciation for it because as we were discussing it and i i think i think both of us by the end of that episode were kind of like you know you know, I need to revisit this. Yeah. Um, the only other one I can think of where my opinion changed a little more after rewatching it for the podcast. Um, and I can't believe I skipped over this earlier when we were talking about just like all our milestones. I failed to mention that early on in the year, in the first week, we let our Instagram followers vote on what movie we should talk about from 2022 and they picked smile. Uh, and yeah. we, and we did a deep dive on smile smile. I appreciated more rewatching it, knowing that it wasn't the most original thing in the world, uh, but to just take it more as like just a fun watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved smile. I thought smile was great. Yeah. And I think it's super scary. I know James is a big fan of smile, um, but it is very, derivative of other horror movies which is my biggest gripe with it but i can now look past that and enjoy it more so well yeah we and and we talked about it it was very you got the vibes of it follows off of it it was very kind of it follows yeah kind of the same thing but they did their own thing with it it was a little bit different and it was good i enjoyed it yeah so that would that would be my answer my answers i think those are Good ones. Um, James's next question is kind of a brief one, and we've kind of already answered it, but I'm sure maybe there's more to dig to. But um, James says, "What's next for the show?" So, what's next for Midnight Terrors? And you know, we we have our, but he's saying like, you know, are we going to do merch? Are we going to do premium content or anything like that? And so everyone knows we're going to a con. We are going to do merch. Um, I'm actually, it's going well. Merch sales. (laughs) Awesome. I actually have, well, Mr. J, I don't even think I've told you this, but I'm now talking with some people about having shirts made. Oh, I like that. So I think we're going to have shirts made. Um, James was actually, Mr. J was, Mr. J was selling his own shirts. Yeah. Yup. Now we're gonna have to figure something out. <laughs> yeah. So so we are gonna make we are gonna have shirts sometime soon, hopefully. 
Um, we are making merch for the con, like, um, you know, posters and koozies and stickers and keychains. So just little things for people to have, you know, something of Midnight Terrors. Um, yep. And our first con's coming up in, in September. Um, yep. And we're we're still kind of fleshing that out and looking forward to it. And I think I think that'll be pretty big because Bucky has already been to enough cons and met enough people <laughs> and done enough <laughs> schmoozing um, that we're, we're getting some, you know, we're getting some really good guests on and we um, are. we're having fun with it and uh, just looking forward to, you know, things being bigger and better if possible. Absolutely. As far as and, like, and Mr. J will get his cease and desist. <laughs> Dang it. Letter in the mail. No, he won't. He can sell knockoff shirts. It's fine. That's awesome. He can he can go on he can go on social media and pretend to be us. (laughs) Yeah. He's getting he's getting fat stacks and I'm eating cheese sandwiches over here. Yeah, but I bet it's like fancy cheese. I bet it's like craft and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Got them craft singles. Oh yeah, yeah, it's singles. Yeah, it's it's like the singles, you know, that come in a little you gotta take them out of the little plastic thing. You yep. came in plastic? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> God, yeah. rich. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, we are, we are going to have merch. We are, yeah. So we are going to have merch. Um, we are going to go to the convention. We've got, you know, some celebrity guests coming up. In terms of premium content, which usually means, like, would we start, like, a Patreon and release, like, bonus episodes for people who, like, subscribe or something? Um... Probably not in terms of that way of doing it. Um, I don't know. I I I subscribe to like you know Patreons for other shows, but I I kind of want to keep our show, you know, as accessible as possible. Yeah, we're just gonna work with it as things come along. Yeah, but but good question, James. There's a lot coming up. Uh, and then he also said his last question was dream guest for the show other than the incredibly handsome and talented host of I was a teenage film snob. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, Uh, um, I'm trying to think who my dream guest would be my dream guest. I, especially from the horror world. I just because I'm such a big fan of the thing, either Kurt Russell or, Maybe John Carpenter. I'd like to pick Ooh. his brain about it. That'd be awesome. Because um, there, there's so many things, things in the thing um, that are kind of uh, just discussed, but never confirmed. And even if we did interview him, there's still a lot of stuff that he probably wouldn't confirm. Sure. <laughs> Um, but just, uh, just from filmmaking standpoint, uh, that would be fun. Or I would love Tom Savini. Uh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm really into practical effects, obviously. Yep. Um, and just, uh, kind of figuring out how he did a lot of his gags and stuff would be, would be really fun. I think, I mean, this may sound a little, I don't know, cliche or whatever, but um, I think 
I, I think it would be great to have Rob Zombie on. Oh, yeah. I just, I know he gets a lot of hate from people. I know he does. Still to this day, I will never understand it. I I just, he's doing something fun, different. I I like these filmmakers that are doing, I don't want to say this in a negative way, but like, <laughs> you know, you're watching an M. Night Shyamalan movie when you're watching one. Oh, yeah. Right. And and it's not even fair to call it a horror or a drama. It's like it's just when it's M Night Shyamalan, it's just it's just an M Night Shyamalan movie. It is because yeah. even if it is horror, it's it's like M Night Shyamalan horror, so it's just different. <laughs> I feel that I feel that Jordan Peele is the same way. Yeah, where you just you just know you're watching one, even if you've never seen it before in your life or hurt. You're like this just feels like his signatures all over, but in a good way, not in a like, Oh, he can only make one movie and Rob zombie. I, I just, I know he catches a lot of hate. I, I feel like he, he makes horror movies for horror fans. And I I don't know. I just, I love it. I love. Yeah. I mean, even the things I don't like, I'm like, I get it. Right. His, his his eye, the cinematography, his lighting, mm-hmm. his lighting choices just blow my yeah. mind so often. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah. In the grand scheme of the horror community, I have two answers. Um, and Mr. J probably knows who one of them is. Um, I, I would really love to talk to Felissa Rose um from sleepaway camp uh because she's part of the reason why this podcast exists because i met her she was the first person i met at carolina fear fest and i had such a surreal time meeting her and getting to talk with her um that i would i would love to talk to her about her work and the horror community as a whole um so felissa rose would be up there and then my other one would be my favorite filmmaker uh mike flanagan yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I could I could ask that man a million questions and still never ask him everything I want to do, like everything I want to say, um, and ask him. So those would be yeah. Those Flanagan's would be amazing, and mm-hmm. I I I always forget that he did Hush as well. He did. Hush yeah. is awesome. Yeah, and Hush is uh, fantastic. Yeah, Hush, um, Hill House, Bly Manor, Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's great. I love Mike Flanagan. So th- those would be my answers. And uh, so that's the last of James's questions. So James, thank you, buddy. We love you. Thank you for submitting the questions. We'll start great to questions. continue to rock through more of these because we have like 11 questions left. <laughs> thank you, James. All right. Um, I have to phrase this exactly how it's worded because it is what I asked for. So um, this one comes from Roy, R. Jacob Honeybrook. It yeah, is, buddy. It is a fuck Mary kill. And okay. I don't <laughs> I said to him, I don't know how this is physically possible, but this is what we're gonna go we're gonna okay. go with. So it's a fuck Mary kill, and the three options are three different movies, which okay. is Rob Zombie's Halloween, the Nightmare on Elm Street 2010 remake, and Friday the thirteenth remake from two thousand nine. Ooh. And it's fuck Mary Kill between the three. Um, I'm definitely marrying Rob Zombie's Halloween. I was gonna say I'm right there with you. 
I think I'm going to go marry Rob Zombie's Halloween because I just think it's arguably the best of the three. Yeah, and I would say I would say Kill Nightmare. Oh, and... see, I think I think I'd probably do it the other way around from what you were going to well, do. I'd probably say sleep with uh, Nightmare 2010 and then kill Friday the 13th 09. It's just my least favorite of the three these days. I think the I think the Friday the 13th remake. I just had so much fun with it. I just thought it was so ridiculous and over the top. And... Well, my well my thing revisiting it a few years back is that honestly the first part of it is really boring. I haven't watched it in a while. Um Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do an episode I, on that, but I'm so yeah, I'm married. I love it and I love Derek Mears. Oh yeah, Derek Mears is fantastic. No, there's great stuff in that remake. It's just well, of and these I love Jared oh, Padalecki. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> of of these three, it's just the one I have the least fun with, and it takes the longest to get to Jason doing uh, his thing. So I think that's my answer. Mary, Rob Zombie, Halloween, um, Sleep with Nightmare 2010. With on one. Sleep with Nightmare 2010, and then kill Friday the 13th, 09. Um, yeah, I just, I just switched my last two. Okay. Oh, so you're going to... Uh, so you're going to... Dude, there's... Uh, like, how... like. Let's just take a second to observe how funny it is in the Friday the 13th uh, remake when he stabs the girl under the dock. Um, in her skull and then pulls her up just for a second, just so you can see her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's literally just what people wanted. It was. Yeah, it's just it's just so ridiculous. I feel like it's um, uh, uh, maybe not on par with uh, Freddy versus Jason. No, um, but kind of in that realm where it's just it's just so ridiculous and stupid. So I would marry Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yep. And you know I'm not gonna have sex with anybody I'm not married <laughs> to, so I'm also gonna, you know, um, and then I'm probably gonna kill Nightmare on Elm Street and. I, have you seen it recently? Yes, <laughs> we actually just so, okay. reco- we actually just recorded an episode on it a couple yeah, days ago. So, I mean, you guys may have talked about this too. I don't know. I thought they had some really good ingredients there mm-hmm. that sure. just didn't get used the way that I would have wanted them to. Sure. Even simple things like why in the world are you using CGI on? <laughs> certain moments sure it sure. just felt like oh like why why would you do that like it's so beautiful and iconic yeah it was such an elegant simple thing in there's one scene i'm thinking about specifically and i don't want to spoil it for anybody who's not seen it or <laughs> whatever I well mean, i mean they've had thir- they've had thir- they've had 13 years but <laughs> they sure have. yeah if you haven't seen it by this point then too bad yeah <laughs> but <laughs> the fact that they tried to recreate that scene and then do like a weird CGI that was all, <laughs> uh, it just wasn't great. But Jackie Earl Haley. Yes. I, I like him. I think he's a great actor. We do too. Um, I like his voice. I thought the makeup design was, I mean, I understand what they're doing, but it, it just, it felt like a missed opportunity in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't feel like a complete and utter, like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand what 
any of these choices are. It was kind of like, okay, I get this one. I get that one. I get this one. Sure. And then it's kind of like, how, why, why did you, why did you put them together like that? <laughs> well, yeah, we could have done something else. I think there's certain points of it where it was like they they were trying to separate it too hard. Yeah. From the originals, like just kind of as you say with his makeup, um, or the way that he looks. Like I, I personally. Yeah didn't have a problem with it but it was like okay we're really trying hard to not make it look like the original freddy sure yeah and i'm like there was no problem i mean obviously don't make him look like robert england sure yeah you know there's no problem with going with like the original kind of look to the character but then they're also probably on their side going like, let's make this look more like a real burn victim. Yes. But at the same time, yeah. it doesn't look like a real burn victim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. And, and, so and I don't know what I would do in certain parts of the movie. I don't know <laughs> if they're like, cool, okay, you design another burn victim freddy <laughs> they're like you they, don't you they, don't they, you don't they, like they this mr j would like yeah they're know? like you don't like this mr j you do it <laughs> i'm like i don't i'm not saying i could do better on yeah. that part however uh, yeah. there are certain things that and i know it's personal taste of course but it's kind of like if you can't if you can't do something as cool <clears throat> then maybe maybe let's do something else for a second here. Sure. Like I get that you don't want to recreate the exact same scene. You know, if, if you didn't, cause I mean, even though there's a way to do like a little bit of an homage, that's cool. But to go, we're going to do it kind of like the original, except worse. Yeah. It's like, why right. would you do just, just do something else. Don't even do, do that something scene. different. Yeah. Don't even yeah. do that scene. Like, like do something we didn't see yet. And, <laughs> And come at it in a cool way, like they did in the original. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, yeah. Cool. They didn't exactly call me and ask me. <laughs> well, there we, <laughs> there we go. They so they should have. <laughs> well, there you go, Roy. There, there's our answers. <laughs> um, so we'll keep on trucking along. We'll try to, sp- like, we'll really try to speed up and not go too in depth because we, this episode's about to be three hours long, literally. Uh, but that's okay. Um. But uh, Jason, these next few come from uh, someone we know very well, named Mister J. Oh, that guy knows oh, me. Oh, money. Oh. This he, was he uh, figured out. He figured out a, a like uh, a meta way, a to, hack, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, to so to, to get himself in. So, Mister J, your first question was something of a of a would you rather, which is John Carpenter music or John Carpenter directing. Mm. So if you had to, if you had to take one of the so, two, so uh, like you no. have to either keep his directing and take the music out, or you have to keep the music and take away the directing. That's hard, um, yeah. because on one hand, um, my phone ringer and still probably the most iconic is uh, the, Halloween the Halloween song. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I'm I, gonna I still. 
Yeah, I'm going to go. Oh, this is really difficult. <laughs> but um, I got to go directing. Tough, right? I got to go directing. I mean, because I, I do love, and the Halloween theme song is probably one of the most iconic theme songs ever. Yeah, but if yeah, but if you take away the the directing of the thing and and Halloween, uh, yeah, like you're really yeah, gonna nothing. you're really gonna lose something. And you could get okay. someone like Disasterpiece from uh, from the It Follows soundtrack that could make the score for Halloween. Yeah, so I I definitely have to go with directing. Yeah, I think so too, uh, Mr. J. Are you? And you can answer these too, Mr. J. No, <laughs> I can't. Like his music is so, I feel kind of like. <laughs> no wonder Mr. J threw this out because he wasn't planning. Oh, yeah. on, he wasn't planning I, on answering it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I I, I I can't. I think he doesn't get enough credit for his music. I agree. But, sure. at, but at the same time, if you took it out, everybody would go, "Wait, what happened?" Yeah, but so it's yeah. kind of like everybody appreciates it without even realizing that they appreciate it, right? He, he puts in a lot of work, a lot more he than does, people yeah. realize, and uh, I mean, he does a solid job, but it, it is so tough. I remember watching a documentary where they were talking about screening Halloween for the. It was I'm trying to think of who who they screened it for, and it didn't have the music yet and right they said something like it was just like what is like this isn't scary like none like none of this is scary right yeah maybe it's like we're we're in trouble you know like like we were we we set out to make a scary movie Uh (laughs) uh-oh what is this we we messed up and then they added the music and i feel like they said something to the effect of they thought it was a whole different movie. Like, oh, you added extra scenes. They're like, no, it's the exact same movie, just with music. Well, it's music, like yeah. it's like imagine what what George Lucas saw the first time he saw his movie with with uh, John Williams music. Oh yeah, you know, it's like what would Star Wars be if you took away the score? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, but it's something what you would, don't think about exactly. Until you do. Well, because they're so intertwined. What would you think of Jaws if the if the dun and dun and dun it wasn't there, you know? But well, at the end of the day, I think the directing is probably what we what we would go with. So but that was a good one, would, Mr. J. What would what would happen to Tim Burton without uh Danny, Danny Elfman? Elfman. <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully we never live to uh to see that. <laughs> so but anyway, uh Mr. J's second question was which Stephen King movie needs someone else to take a stab at it? Ooh, um, that's a good one. Um, what do you think, Buck? Um, well, definitely not Maximum Overdrive because you need the cocaine insanity from Stephen King. <laughs> uh, huh. I mean, it's already had two versions, so I'm definitely not yep. going to say that because they're both great. They're both great. Um, I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think if there was a Stephen King adaptation that I didn't like. So there's definitely one that I liked, but I think I'm objective enough to go. God, the CGI was awful. The Langoliers. Well, TV, TV movie, but yes, 
I enjoyed the Langoliers, but that CGI is rough. Yeah, it's it's really bad, and it was it was a made for TV movie. Um, uh-huh. As many I don't of them remember, were. I don't remember which network did it. I think it might have been TNT, maybe. Um, so I'm not sure who did it, but yes, uh, that was rough. Um, I found the story very fascinating, though. Yeah, story was good, and like um, the drama behind it, and I something about just the plight of it resonated with me. <clears throat> and then when you finally saw these little things, it's like, what? Well, yeah, this this one these meatballs with chainsaw teeth. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's already being made, uh, and it's supposed to come out later this year, and I am very excited for it, which would be Salem's Lot. Oh, yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, cause they, and they are doing one. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll say, um, which has already been done, but I would like another shot at it. I would say Pet Cemetery. Oh, okay. Because it's my fave. Like I love the book. It's my favorite Stephen King book. Um, and mm-hmm. the remake was fine enough. It was okay, and we've talked about it on the show. We have. Uh, um, I was okay with it. Um, but I think it could have been done much better. And and um, I would actually, I, I would actually bring back some of the same people to play the same roles, hmm. but yeah. just with a different, you know, a different director, or different writing, or whatever. Um. So, I haven't seen this movie in full but I know it's very schlocky and kind of low budget. And I would almost like to see it with a bigger budget and done like in a modern sense, but silver bullet. Oh, I love silver bullet. Yeah. yeah. And but I know that'd it's be cool. And I know that'd it's called cool. cycle of the werewolf with the short story, but I've seen enough of silver bullet to know that it's not like the most high budget werewolf movie, but I love werewolf no. movies. So I would love yeah. to see, um, a modern adaptation of of Stephen King's Silver Bullet. Yeah, It'd be a good one. Um, you know what else? What I think. You know what else I think would actually be kind of disturbing, uh, if they did it in a modern sense. Because I've seen parts of the original, and it's kind of goofy, but also unsettling. But if they really brought it into the modern day, I think it'd actually be kind of scary. Um, thinner. Oh yeah, thinner was definitely. Just I like the premise is rough. Yeah, it was actually on TV the other day, and I was watching it. Um, yep. Yeah, and thinner's thinner's pretty, pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yo, so but, uh, yeah, yeah. So thank you, Mister J. I don't think that was they another... did, I don't. It's another that I don't think they did a bad job with it. Cause... No, but it's yep. it's very clearly low budget. Sure. Um, but that was a good one, Mister J. Thank you. Uh, welcome. Another one, uh, this one I already have my answer on, and I I said this on the episode. What movie did you not like initially that you eventually came around on? Mm. My, I have my answer, because Jason and I went back and forth on this for a while before I finally admitted my wrong. Uh, Evil Dead. I hated the first two Evil Dead movies the first time I saw them. Whoa. 
Yeah, I saw them. I was not fully aware of horror comedy, and I did not ever dive into movies that were so low budget and cheesy that I honestly that that I honestly thought they were terrible. (laughs) I remember you talking about that. Yeah, and I and I said that on the Just Evil Dead episode. I applaud your transparency and candor. Yeah, and now and now I love it. Now it's one of my favorite franchises. It's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> and you still need to watch Ash versus Evil Dead. Yes, I know. Um, you know what? Another another hot take that I think I've mentioned before that I had to revisit to appreciate more. Um because I read the book first, I didn't really like The Exorcist when I first saw it. When I re- when I went back to it, of course, now I view it as the horror classic that it, that it is. Yeah, still one of still one of the most disturbing movies to me. Um, but do you guys have an answer for that? I do. Um, but you go first, what, Jason, please. What was the question again? Horror <laughs> horror movie you didn't like initially, but came around on. Oh, um. You know what? This this one was uh, actually pretty recent, um, and I guess you could consider it a horror movie. Um, Underwater. Oh yeah. Um, I watched Underwater, and the first time that I saw it, I I was just kind of like, "Blah, I don't, whatever." And then I actually listened to, um podcast from our buddies uh reviewed to death and i kind of got oh, yeah. their yeah and i kind of got their like opinions on it and kind of like um i don't know if translation is the best word but they just like i got their breakdown of it yeah um, their their went, uh interpretation yeah yeah their interpretation or their breakdown and then i went back and i watched it again and I was like, you know what? Like, I, I kind of hated on this movie or just kind of <laughs> discarded it. Um, but it it was actually really good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely that's one that I was. Uh, and some people changed my mind on it, you know, mm-hmm. just listening to their podcast. I was like, well, maybe I need to reexamine this. Yeah. That's um, a good and one. I went back and I watched it. And yeah, that, so that was a good one. There we go. Uh, Mr. J, what do you got? Hostel. Ooh. Hostel. The first time I saw Hostel, I think I was a little... Put off by it? Distracted, put off <laughs> by the half and half deal of it. Oh, okay. Because um, I remember somebody somebody told me afterward... They're, they're like it's like the first part's porn and then the second part is <laughs> and, and i was just like that what it's very true and i watched it and i'm like that is but but eli roth is pretty smart <laughs> i yes he it, is. it was it was like i i was it was too much of a sensationalist whatever sure for me to get the message on the first view Mm-hmm. And so I had to kind of think about it a good bit more. And after I kind of got past everything, I'm like, oh, it's not exactly an exploitation movie as much as a movie about exploitation. Yeah. And these people are paying money to go into a room and do whatever they want mm-hmm. in the beginning. 
and <clears throat> in the end, somebody's paying money to go into a room and do whatever they want with them. Yep. Oh. Yeah, it's very... Oh, that is smart. That is smart. But at, at first, I was just completely, like, just sidetracked, I guess, put off by... It just... I was like, this feels cheap, but it's Eli Roth, and <laughs> even how it's filmed it doesn't feel cheap, so I don't understand... What is what? Yeah. It was just it was just kind of a <laughs> like what is going on here? So yeah. but yeah, I came around well, to it. There we go. And, and with Eli Roth too, man, like a lot of people feel like his films are just like you said, like exploitation films, but he always has a point. Oh yes. He's always and got it's a well point. thought out. Absolutely. Um, even watching uh what was it, uh Green Inferno? Yep. You know, you just think it's uh, <laughs> another like murder. It's a more, it's a more palatable cannibal holocaust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a, it, but you think it's more of a, another kind of exploitation, murder, porn <laughs> kind of thing. But he's uh, there's a there's a statement in the movie and. Um, one of the big things that, especially after the second watch that I took from it is like, you know, we don't think about this because we're in quote unquote civilized society, Mm -hmm. but there are still these tribes and like (laughs) Island people that, that do this, like, yeah, and oh. this is this is part of planet Earth. Like, so like, <laughs> it's it's an interesting interesting thing to look at. Yep. Oh yeah, and to even go further and think like a lot of these places are untouched with cancer and all these illnesses, and then you've got these college kids that are like, "We're gonna go save you." Yeah, yeah. That it's like, then, um, well, uh. <laughs> maybe maybe some of these people maybe not in that specific tribe in the movie but maybe they're maybe they don't need saving yeah just maybe just leave them alone yeah um, because we we learned from colonization of this country that you know bringing something in like smallpox can uh-huh. wipe out an entire people or just having a cold you know, with someone that hasn't been exposed to it can just, you know, wipe them out. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I think Mr. J's next one was what non-horror movie needs a full horror take? I.e. The Wizard of Oz was an example. So, like, what what's a non-horror movie that you want to see turned into a horror movie? I've got an easy one for that. Um, I want Batman. Oh. Okay. I want I want dark, disturbing, crazy, which the Batman, which just came out recent, you know, what was it last year? Um, was pretty dang dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I wanna I wanna I wanna gory, disturbing, awful Batman. <laughs> cool. Uh Mr. J, you got one? I know I put it in the example, but the Wizard of Oz. There we ah. go. That, I already I, felt like it was already kind of horror-ish in its own way, but to fully lean into it would be cool. I think that there's something 
clever about turning some of those fairy tale things that we've seen into horror movies like the Winnie the yeah. Pooh like the Winnie the Pooh one. Yeah. Um I thought that the movie was okay. It was kind of just a standard slasher, but uh I would probably go towards like some of the more so again, some of those more fantasy like Disney yeah. type movies and turn them into like cool. a really good horror movie. I like that. Uh, That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think what what Disney movies I grew up watching that I think would make a good horror movie. I mean, you could almost take Snow White and make that a horror movie. Oh, yeah. I think they did. Did they? A little bit. I think Sigourney Weaver played the witch. Yep. I'm trying to remember, yeah. Huh, okay. But yeah, like, like a straight-up horror Alice in Wonderland or... Yeah. I mean, so many of them just lend themselves to it. Yeah, so yeah. I, I would probably... Oh, I would, dude, if, if somebody would do Alice... Like in the madness. Oh yeah, I would I would trip? Yeah, so I would I would probably say uh, Snow White. <laughs> you know, embrace the the brutal nature, or like Beauty and the Beast. Uh huh. Like a brutal, like a embrace the the disturbing nature of the true fairy tales. Heck yeah. yeah. Well, they, so there we they go. did a good job with uh, not long ago. Um, they did a good job with uh, Red Riding Hood. Yep, uh, I remember that. The one with one with Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. Was good. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. I've not seen it, but that would be that I'm sure that's, that's a good one. I'm sure that'd be a fun one. But yeah, that, I think that's my answer. Um Well done. So Mr. J, you said uh we kind of touched on this uh recently on an, on another show. Uh what advice would you give to someone who someone else who wants to start a podcast? Oh, um, that one's easy, man. You just gotta, you just have to do it. Yeah, um, that was kind of what I was going to say is like, we spent, well, me personally, I spent so much time thinking that you needed a lot more to do a podcast in terms of like equipment and, and show format to be able to do it. And I think you can make a tendency to get in your own way of, of doing it. Um, yeah. so I would say, yeah, like Jason said, just go for it and get a, like, it doesn't take as much as you think it does. And then I would also say, just keep it natural. You know, I know it sounds very tempting to like put on a show or something when you're behind the sure. microphone and you do do that. You do do that in some sense, but to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want, you want to be entertaining, but I, you know, keep it natural and like, just let the flare ups happen naturally. Don't try to like force it, you know? Yeah. yeah I like we that. Were- Thank you. We were, yeah, we were so worried about, um, you know, just how it was going to go or how it was going to be entertaining or whatever. And we just started, we just started off just doing our thing that we normally do. And after doing it for a few episodes or, you know, doing it for a few months, we kind of, you know, we just kind of found our, (laughs) sorry. Um, we just kind of found our spot and, um, yeah, you know, I, I talked about it on another one saying, you know, um, we kind of become characters, but Mm -hmm. we're, we're not characters. We're ourselves. Now we might ramp our personalities up a little bit when we're recording. Um, but you know, we got past the fear of it and just relaxed and yep. yep, You just got to keep doing it. There we go. All right. 
So last one from Mr. J. What do you think has aged well about your podcast and what do you listen back to and kind of wish you might have approached differently? Ooh. Um, uh, I can tell you one thing that didn't age well was me saying on the first episode that every episode would be 30 to 45 minutes long. <laughs> you liar. <Yeah. laughs> I said, I said, we'll cut this here so that we're not doing every episode at an hour and a half. And I think that's pretty standard for us now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty um, much. But uh, honestly, what hasn't aged well, isn't really the content of what we're saying. I think it's just our delivery. Uh, you know, I, I listened back to our first cool. episode for the first time in a while and we are so awkward <laughs> early on. <laughs> My this show Definitely. literally kicks off with a voice crack from me. Yep, and then uh, I've already talked about me sounding like I'm dying on a couple episodes, <laughs> um, so that didn't age well. Yep, um, but uh, no, I. And yeah, what, I think but in terms, but in terms of what do we actually think has aged well? Um, I don't know, man. I I think. I think what, what, and I'm trying to say this without being a conceit, like being conceited, but yeah, I think what's aged well is just again our conversations being very natural. Yeah, um, yeah. you know that there's no that there's no script. I think that it keeps people coming back to us. Uh, in that we're kind of you know off the rails and crazy, um, and that we. Still to this day, one of my favorite pieces of feedback we got was a five-star review on Apple Podcasts where someone gave us a five-star review and said, just buds talking horror. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's true to what we want to do here. And it, and it's just become this big group of friends amongst not just us on the show, but with you, Mr. J, and with our friends from all over the world now. Well, I think I think we just let things fly as they're as they're going. So we we do have episodes, um, especially with guests, where we're like, "Hey, we know this is going to go off the rails, and hopefully, it's going to be a funny one." Um, and we try to we don't try to force, yeah, anything in. Um, we just try to let it roll as it rolls. So. You know, you may have an episode where we're um, having a serious discussion and, you know, people enjoy those. And then we've got episodes where we're just being idiots and yep. <laughs> that's fine, too. Yep. Um, but we're still talking horror. We're still doing our thing and having fun. Yep. There you go. So thank you, thank Mr. You. J. Yeah, for bottom line, we just have fun with it. We do. We have fun here. So thank you, Mr. J, for those wonderful questions. Those were all fantastic, and we're happy to have you here to answer them with us. Um, so we've got four more questions. Uh, these next three are a combination from Marcus and Luke, so like they worked on them together. Oh, okay. Marcus and Luke, if you could create your own movie monster creature, what would it look like, do, how would it kill, and how would it be killed? And my answer would be a spider mixed with a cicada that spins you up in webs or picks you up in the sky and eats you, and then you kill it with fire. Mm. 
That's a good one. Yep. And bugs are terrifying, and I hate bugs. Yep. And yep. So mine, mine, mine would be um, uh, uh, like a demon. Um, <clears throat> because I hate demons. Um, and a big crazy one, and then it would be killed with like the blood of Christ or like the demon knight method. What's that? Like the demon knight method? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Um, cool. And then how it would kill, uh, I would say, um, uh, any way possible. Um, not have limitations there we go um maybe um just because it's terrifying i hate uh limbs or joints getting broken (laughs) so maybe like you know just kind of breaking every bone yep like would suck there you Um, go so yeah that's the way i'd go mr j yeah as weird as it sounds i in this moment, at least, hearkening back to the idea of a monster that we don't understand, that <laughs> we we don't know the motivation, we don't know where it comes from, we don't know how to kill it. And the movie ends, and it's kind of like the original Halloween, where we, we don't know why Michael came there to kill Lori, we don't know why Lori was a target, we don't know, we don't know where he went, we don't know, <laughs> we don't know what's going on. That's kind of where I'm landing right now. There we go. Evil itself. Um, so again, uh, imagine again from Marcus and Luke, imagine a world where everyday normal objects come to life and become murderous. What object would be the most frightening musical instruments? <laughs> I don't want to die by death by guitar or drums or bass, like a snap string to the eyeball or drumstick impalement. The worst. Yep. Jason? Um, I'm going with a, taking a little note from Evil Dead Rise, um, but I'm going with a cheese grater, man. <laughs> um, man, just something about that just makes my skin crawl. Um, and I saw it in the preview, but yeah, I mean, brutal. man, somebody taking, do what? <laughs> I said, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, I mean, somebody taking a cheese grater to you, I can't think of a worse, like, pain or a way to go out or anything. I'm trying to think about that, but, I mean, that's that's about as hardcore as I can think of. (laughs) There we go. Bless you. Mr. J? Yeah, I'm thinking, like, inanimate objects. So either... Either the ground itself, because <laughs> then it's just, I mean, golly, there's no escaping it. Nope. I mean, even if you're in a plane, you have to land sometime. Or my house. Yeah, like, that is what a good in the one. world? I would be so, like, scared for my family and, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, are my dogs there? Did they just, did my house just get my dogs? Mm-hmm. It, would, it would not be great. There we go. All right. I last... am nice. I'm Milan. Is there a scrunt in the grass? <laughs> Jeez. Moving on. Uh, Last one from Marcus and Luke. Would you rather be a sexy camper at Camp Crystal Lake or the person that just bought the Netflix version of Hill House? 
definitely going sexy camper at Camp Crystal Lake. I'd rather die by a typical slasher and get it over quick than be messed with by Hill House and then pushed over the rail and hung from the ceiling. Yeah, I feel like... Um, no no bent neck lady here, please. Yeah, I feel like a uh, sexy camper. I'd, I'd rather uh, get it over quick um, without all this disturbing um, ghosts in the background. Um, but I would like it to be Jason X... <laughs> And I want to be in the sleeping bag and slammed against a tree. All um, right. That's setting goals um, high. I feel I, I feel like, you know, you, you get your head hit um, at that uh, first one and you're unconscious and then you're yep. good from there. All right. There we go. Uh, Mr. J. So I've been a sexy camper, so <laughs> I feel like I need to try something new. So I'm gonna probably go with uh, Hill House because I want to I want to redecorate a little bit and I like <laughs> the idea of a big old house and I'll invite some friends over. All right, there we go. All right, last question and then we're gonna bring it on home uh, before the battery dies and the storage runs out. Uh, this last one's from Roy R. Jacob Honeybrook, and he says, "What's your favorite horror movie soundtrack, and why is it The Hills Have Eyes too?" <laughs> because side note when J- when uh when Roy and I did an episode on the Hills Have Eyes and I posted the story announcing the episode I stumbled across a song called The Hills Have Eyes by a band called Loud Lion which was a song mm-hmm. written about the movie and I found out that Hills Have Eyes 2 has this like banging late to or mid to late 2000s metalcore soundtrack yeah so it's got like Azalee dying on it, um, and a Treyu and a bunch of bands like that. So that's and now he's obsessed with it. So that's that's his favorite. My favorite horror movie soundtrack, though, and we're talking like soundtrack with like actual songs, not like a score. Um, my favorite soundtrack is a toss up between Idle Hands. Uh, because it's got a lot of good punk rock stuff on there, or nice or American Werewolf in Paris. The movie ain't that mm. great, but that soundtrack is great. It's got a Bush song on there. Uh, the refreshments are on there. I believe there's a Better Than Ezra song on there. Great soundtrack. Nice, Jason. Um, it's hard for me. I'm trying to think of um one that's got a lot of people that I like on there. Um, one that just kind of jumps out at me because one of the main songs, uh, from the soundtrack was on the, was on the trailer for the movie and a big part of the movie. Um, I love, uh, the disturbing behavior soundtrack, uh, cause it had Harvey dangers, uh, flagpole sitter. <laughs> nice. Um, and I just remember every every time I saw that trailer, that song was in there. Um, and then there's some Pink Floyd on there. there. Teacher, leave those kids alone. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's just one that sticks out for me. Uh, that I just remember, like I associate uh, a couple of songs with that movie immediately when I hear them, I'm like, Oh, disturbing behavior. 
There you go. Mr. J, bring us on home with the final answer of the evening. Man, I feel like it's going to be anticlimactic because I've talked about this movie already in other questions, but I'd have to land on the House of a Thousand Corpses soundtrack. I was hoping someone would pick that. That's very well, climactic. I'll pick it That's so very that climactic. Over <laughs> there we go. That's very climactic for me. I love it. No, and there's uh, um, the soundtrack, like, I mean, for House of a Thousand is all zombie. Um, <laughs> or for the most part, it's zombie. Yeah. And then, I think it's a little bit of a producer he works with too, but yeah, I mean, I think part yeah. of the contract was that he write, I think at least three original new songs. And that house of a thousand corpses, uh, theme song is so good. Yeah. So, Oh, so good. That riff. Oh, yep. so simple, <laughs> so simple and good. Love it. This is the house. Come on in. <laughs> um, all right. Well, and, and to be said too, man, the soundtrack for um Devil's Rejects. Good lord. Freebird. Um uh, Freebird and uh Midnight Rider at the yep. beginning, man. There we when go. They're escaping the house. Oh. That's good stuff. All right. Well, that is all twenty-three questions that we received. I te- I told everybody we would get to all of them and we did. So uh you're getting we a. Did. You're it's getting, gonna be. It's. You're getting it's a long r- episode, but there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. A punishingly it, intricate podcast. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it except all the editing I have to do. <laughs> but you know what? This is our thank you to everyone that has listened to the show and supported us for the first year. And I'm gonna get you know sappy for a moment, but it's what I do. Uh, thank you all so much for helping make this show what it is. You know, when Jason and I started this a year ago, we figured we'd be talking to ourselves and maybe friends and family, but this show has become so much more than that. It's become an outlet for us to talk about horror, which is one of our favorite things in the world, but it's also led to some of the best friendships that I've ever had. And I know that Jason can vouch for that and is, and feels the same way. Uh, Absolutely. you know, it's, it's brought, you know, it's something that Jason and I bond over. It brought, it brought, it introduced me to Mr. J and it, again, it's given me some of the best friendships I've ever had in my entire life. And it's, you know, gotten us involved in the world of horror in terms of the cons. Um, and again, people, I mean, just the fact that people can quote us and, you know, say how much they enjoy the episodes and that, you know, they get a laugh out of anything that we do is just amazing. So again, yeah, I'm, I'm still amazed when we have like guests on and they're like, Hey, in this episode, you guys said blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, you're listening. Really? Um, so yeah, yeah, we appreciate everybody. We do. And, and speaking from a, from a personal standpoint, as we wrap it up here, when I, came to Jason with the idea of of doing this podcast. I remember saying to myself and to him and everyone around me that I went to a horror convention and wanted a podcast that emulated the feel of that and the community of that and, you know, the family and friends of that. And that's exactly what this show has become. It's become that and more. So, to everyone that has listened to us 
subscribed, liked a post, left a comment, shared stuff that we've done or been a guest on here, including yourself, Mr. J. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You help make Midnight Terrors what it is, and we're just going to keep on trucking along for you all. And uh, cheers to year one and many more years to come. So, yeah, and I, I, I want to say to you, uh, Bucky, uh, that I, I really appreciate you, and you really have been the curator of this and keeping it alive. It was your idea, um, and you've done a great job of networking us and taking care of the show, taking care of all of our guests. Um, and I, you know, even even in some of my points where I couldn't be in, um, you've taken over and you've made sure everything was cool and kept us going. And I really do appreciate it. And uh, you're the best co-host I could have. So <laughs> thank I you, want to tell you thank you. I want to tell you thank you for that. And I know you put a lot of hard work into this. Yeah, um, and uh, it's 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 much appreciated. I I don't think I've I've said it enough, but it is much appreciated and you've done a fantastic job of kind of heading this up. So Thank for you. one year, I can, I can tell you that, uh, you're the best co-host I could have. Thank you, man. Likewise. I'm happy that, uh, that you're alongside me for this entire journey and we're just going to keep going. And, and Mr. J I, I've said it before, but you have been such an integral part of making this show what it is. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is an honor, man. You guys are great at this. I am honored to be involved and I believe in what you're doing. And it's, uh, it's great. I love what you said about wanting to emulate the feel of a, of a con. Cause that's, that's definitely a great way to put it. So here's to many more brothers. Absolutely. Yep. And, we're glad you're sitting on your fat stacks. <laughs> That's there right. we go. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for a great first year. And thank you for everything that you do for us. To everyone listening and watching our posts and everything like that, everybody involved in the Midnight Terrors family, we love you. We appreciate you more than we can put into words. And we thank you so much for everything this first year. And we cannot wait for year two and all that's coming forward. In the meantime, get in touch with us, Midnight Terrors Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and shoot us an email at midnightterrorspodcast at gmail.com. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you again very, very soon. Much love. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>